There's increasing alarm about the rise in frauds over the telephone. Often they involve fraudsters persuading people that they're speaking to the police, a bank or a credit card provider. Some tell victims that their card details have been stolen, then trick them into disclosing their four-digit pins and handing over the cards to a bogus courier at the door. Banks are placing adverts in newspapers today warning customers that they'd never make such requests over the phone. Known losses of £24 million in the last year are up from 7 million and police are worried that the threat is growing. The government has announced details of more than 1,400 flood defence projects to help protect hundreds of thousands of homes. The schemes, including major investment in the Thames estuary, will be confirmed in the autumn statement tomorrow. The government's second new garden city is to be built at Bicester in Oxfordshire, just over the Buckinghamshire border, with 13,000 new homes and a new railway station. It follows Ebbsfleet in Kent and will mimic the post war building of new towns like Stevenage and Milton Keynes. A study carried out by University of Oxford researchers suggests that HIV is becoming less deadly. The scientists say that as the virus evolves to beat the human immune system, it takes longer for HIV infection to cause AIDS. The owners of hundreds of empty homes in Luton are being urged to contact the council. There's a desperate shortage of housing in Luton and Councillor Tom Shaw says it makes economic sense to bring empty homes back into use. The stupidity of the old system where under people in bed and breakfast costs us many, many thousands a week where we could be buying properties or leasing properties to put those people into, probably at the same cost as a bed and breakfast per week. A survey by the parenting website Netmums suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Almost 2,200 parents took part in the study. Many of them said schools had replaced the Christmas story and carols with a so-called updated nativity featuring modern characters and pop songs. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons travel to fellow League One promotion hopefuls Sheffield United this evening. Victory for the Dons would move them up to third. The weather cloudy without breaks of rain or drizzle and a cold wind, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Quite friendly. I mean, there's another reason why I probably settled down here, because I managed to make friends quite quickly. All this week, we're discovering Bedford. We love it. You know, the atmosphere and the people. Telling everyone about where you live. It's somewhere where we've made lots of friends and we've come to regard it very much as home. Well, the very best thing obviously is the river because I think it's absolutely gorgeous. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, hey, we are the monkeys. You know we love to please. A manufactured image with no philosophies. We hope you like our story, although there isn't one. That is to say there's many. That way there is more fun. You've told us you like action and games of many kind. You like to dance, we like to sing, so let's all lose our minds. We know it doesn't matter, because what you came to see is what we'd love to give you and give it one, two, three. But it may come three, two, one, two, or jump from nine to five. And when you see the end in sight, the beginning may arrive. For those who look for meanings, inform as they do fact, we might tell you one thing. But we'd only take it back Not back like in a box back Not back like in a race Not back so we can keep it But back in time and space You say we're manufactured To that we all agree So make your choice And we'll rejoice In never being free Hey, hey, we are the monkeys We've said it all before The money's in Oh, what happened there? You look on your face, Boyle. What's wrong? What happened there? I don't know. That isn't the one you paid all that money for, is it? No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. I can get it back. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. Broke the computer. 
Broke the computer. Broke the compact disc player. Excess monkeyage. Excess monkeyage. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. On the show today, angry letters, tea towel shepherds, and JD back on the streets. I'll put that in your top five menus. It's not a very good menu, but it's descriptive. Is it? And that's kind of that's kind of what we need, isn't it, guys? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. thing when you look at your phone and the um, icons have moved which means at some point you've deleted an icon in your pocket but you don't know what it is you've deleted. I don't know what's missing from the screen. All I know is my text messages are top right when they were second left. How the hell am I going to survive with that? Guys? If you don't notice it's gone, Well, uh, yes. don't worry. I've noticed it's gone. But if you don't know which one it is... Mm. Wise words there from Kelly Betts. Now, you may remember the story of the pensioners living... Sorry? Wait a minute, I'm rewriting it. Oh. Well, that puts me in an awkward, awkward position. Just... Hey, by the way, can I just say, we, we had some, um, someone left about 13 messages on the answer phone here at BBC Three Counties Radio the other day. Really weird. Luckily, uh, on the last one, they didn't uh, block their phone number. So we've got the phone number. um, And I would just, you know, if it continues, that's classed as uh, as harassment. So just, you know, probably knock that one on the head. We've recorded the phone, the messages, and um, we've got the phone number. So uh, probably best that one ends, I think. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Should you wish to give us a call, here comes Catherine Boyle with the rewritten script. Which is, uh, we can hear The Doors live, not the actual band. There's a rubbish band, isn't it? The Doors? The Doors were rubbish, weren't they? 
doors. Yeah. Sexy, but um, <laughs> ultimately dull. Only him. The rest were like right um, musos. Anyway. You may remember the story of a group of neighbours on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire who were begging Three Rivers District Council to force their landlords to do essential maintenance work. Well, the residents of Newlands Park near Hemel ended up contacting their MP, the St Albans Conservative, Anne Maine. She raised the matter in Parliament and claimed the local council, Three Rivers District Council, was spineless in their approach in getting the owners to act. Three Rivers Council, which covers this particular area of my constituency, is looking particularly spineless as far as I'm concerned. They seem to take any assurances given by Mr Golby and his family that everything is absolutely fine. It is not absolutely fine at all. They sent test correspondence. Earl Jackson, the officer dealing with it, said the correspondence has been sent a month and still not acknowledged by the partners. Well, the suggestion was that the real reason the council wouldn't step in was because the landlords are travellers. We haven't been able to speak to the council, but we have now had some form of response. Catherine Boyle uh, joins me now. What's the council saying? Well, we've had a copy of the letter that the leader of the Lib Dem Council, Anne Shaw, sent in response to Lib Dem Minister Stephen Williams, who's from the Department for Communities and Local Government. Basically, she is sticking to the council's stance of not getting involved, saying there's currently no breach in the site's licence that would justify any enforcement action. The law actually gives them the power to act um, but not the duty and ultimately it comes down into how the Mobile Homes Act 2013 is interpreted. It could be argued that they are acting within the law but not necessarily within the spirit of the law. It's a very long letter. Um, Some of it is written in legalese. Some of it is... um well, I think a little bit rude, but what, can you summarise it? What well, are the main points? The letter responds to the concerns raised there in Parliament by Anne Main. Unreasonable management behaviour, site repairs and the Council's alleged failure to take action. Of the many complaints of unreasonable management behaviour, including abusive language and non-response to problems, the Council says only the lack of advertised office opening hours is covered by the site licence. We have raised this with the owners who have agreed to add the office opening hours to the site notice board. On the lack well, sorry, so, the, so the, the owners have said they're going to put the opening hours of the office on the notice yeah. board. Do you okay. remember when we went to the office? Yep. There's it, nobody in there. It was locked, there was nobody in there, and uh, when some people who own the, uh, the site turned up, they drove away very quickly. OK. On the lack of site repairs, including the bases breaking up and leaking water pipes, I mean, we saw this with our own eyes, yep. that people were going underneath their vans to prop them up with bits of wood. One guy had a jack, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't put yourself under there. Um, on the lack of those site repairs, in the past, any leak we've been aware of has already been in process of being repaired by the owners. And about the bases, uh, the council says, the owners accepted responsibility and agreed to fix the base as soon as the resident has insured their mobile home and made it fit to be removed to give access. Well, we know that the resident has insured their home and we've seen the cover note which the owners have been sent, so they know it too. Now, when it comes to the council's failure to take action, as, as alleged by Anne Main, they say, we discuss all matters within our remit with the owners and the complainants and we do not just accept one party's word. Where there is any dispute, we visit, to, we visit to satisfy ourselves as to the circumstances. Well, again, the residents dispute that they pay visits to the site. That was the, well, the, the council's visit. That was March, wasn't it? March or maybe I April. So. I believe so. And, and it says that we, we, we don't take one party's word on this. We, they're taking the owner's word on it. OK, go on. The letter ends like this. Uh, whilst I know we're in the run-up to a general election, I still believe it behoves MPs to check their facts properly before seeking the glare of publicity or issuing criticism from on high. Yeah. Well, also, um, glass houses. We've seen the cover note of that insurance letter. Yeah. 
Maybe they should have checked that fact. Uh, well, th- five points for using the word behoves, one of my favourite words, but I mean, gosh, catty. Uh, the residents, what are they saying? Well, in the letter to the minister, it states, the root of the disquiet surrounding Newlands Park is the bad relationship between the owners and at least some of the residents. Um, this is primarily, this is again from Anne Main. Um, this is, pri- uh, not Anne Main, this Anne is, Shaw. Yeah. And sure, this, this, is, this is to Anne Main, isn't it? Yes. Uh, no, this is to the minister. This oh, okay. is to Stephen. This is to the other Lib Dem. Okay, from so the council. Stephen sorry. Williams. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're saying the root of the disquiet surrounding Newlands Park is the bad relationship between the owners and at least some of the residents. This is primarily a customer service matter that they've had to work out for themselves, perhaps with the assistance of other agencies. Oh. Well, the residents say that they've tried speaking to agencies such as Trading Standards and the Citizens Advice Bureau, and that's why they ended up going to the local MP, Anne Main. They feel that the tone of the letter, and particularly that section, is offensive and demeaning to them, and they reject the idea that Anne Main is only raising the issue for political gain ahead of a general election. These residents spoke to our reporter, Tony Fisher, and they told us they just want the council to see the problem for themselves. What we really want, there's a lot of elderly people up here, and what we really want is the council to actually come in, survey the site, get the partners to do the work so that these people can live in their twilight years with peace and quiet without any intimidation because every time they ask for something to be done, they're ignored or... Intimidated. Intimidated by being told to... And... F off, (laughs) basically, and... We've so no- they're living in fear. Yes, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anne Main, what does she say? Well, you can hear it for yourself later on in the programme, but um, she has given an official response saying that she's disappointed with Councillor Shaw's letter and especially saddened to read that um, she believes my desire to help the vulnerable residents of Newlands Park is purely political. Mm-hmm. Anne Main says this is not a party political issue. When constituents ask me for help, it's my responsibility as their representative to listen and it's assist her job. them. It's her job and she's doing her job. The residents Shame cont- on her. Well, this is the other thing. The, the residents contacted me only after con- contacting the council on numerous occasions. They felt they'd exhausted all other available avenues. Um, but she um, makes a suggestion here at the end of, of this uh, statement. I would encourage Councillor Shaw to visit Newlands Park and speak to some of the residents. I'm sure they'd very much welcome her interest in their case. It's a great shame that she's dismissed the concerns of my constituents and my attempts to assist them as party politicking. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at these speed sensors this morning, things are moving very well on the motorways, the M40, the M1 and the A1M. No reports of any problems at the moment, but having a look at them all on the cameras, it does look very drizzly and wet out there this morning, so take care with the reduced visibility. Having a look at some roadworks in High Wycombe, Amersham Road has roadworks in place at Amersham Hill Drive. That could cause some delays later on to your journey. And in East Hyde on London Road, there's some temporary traffic lights in place at Newlands Road. Having a look at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any problems there at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 6.16, it is Tuesday, the 2nd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. Banks are placing adverts in newspapers today warning customers about telephone scams and telling them not to be numpties. And a survey by the parenting website Netmum suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. BBC Three Counties Radio. I bet Roberta would be furious about that. 
Every weekday from three. Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties. Has Kelly Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits. Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ooh, Beatles. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help. When, when I was young, was so much younger than today. I never needed anybody's help in any way. Now, but now these days are gone and I'm not so third of schools will be putting on a nativity play. That's according to a new survey from Netmums. Does that bother you? Are you one of those people that thinks, wow, this is outrageous, disgusting behaviour, or are you not that fussed? You're, 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 you're doing a nativity play, aren't you? Your girls yeah, are, are they? Yeah, they are. And they'll do songs, and there might be a Father Christmas in it. I don't object to it massively. Yeah. You know, I like the traditional stuff, but I also appreciate if they're trying to do something modern, but I think the message should be there, shouldn't it? Of Jesus? Well, of, you know... Baby Jesus? You know, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, baby Jesus should be in it, I think. I don't know. The group is concerned that the Christmas uh, traditions being lost through well-meaning attempts at multiculturalism. Well, Net Mum's founder, Siobhan Freegard joins me now. Good morning, Siobhan. Morning. Uh, tell me about this survey. What, what, what did you find out? Yes, yeah, so we've been sort of 
hearing anecdotally from mums who were a bit disappointed that there wasn't nativity play in their school, so we decided to put it together, sort of a bigger poll. We, we surveyed over 2,000 parents up and down the country to find out what's going on in their schools. And as you said, it does seem that there is a, a massive decline in the traditional nativity play um, in many schools in, in favour of something, just as you've been talking about, something a little bit different, a kind of mix-up between something modern and something old, which, which everybody seems to be okay. Well, the majority of people seem to be quite happy with. But actually, a lot of schools just not doing one at all and referring to Christmas as, you know, the holiday season and the, sort of the Americanism of happy holidays rather than happy Christmas. Now, does that actually happen or is that one of those kind of uh, myths that we, we've read about in certain newspapers where uh, uh, councils are banning Christmas because it will offend yeah. the Muslims? And Is that no, actually happening? No, it, it isn't that, that it's being banned. I think it is in some places it's that um, people are concerned with the multiculturalism and perhaps offending somebody who or, or people who aren't um, Christian by having, you know, particularly in an area where it's, it's very diverse. Yeah. Right? And, and that's one of the reasons that we did this. And actually, you know, because I've never met a parent of um, a, a sort of a Jew, a Hindu, a Buddhist who, who has a problem with no. Christmas. It's always, it um, tends to be the white middle class people who are worried yeah. that others might be offended. Exactly. And yeah. the secular minority, the people who don't believe in anything at all, who don't want religion shoved down their children's throats. Um, whereas actually what we've shown here is the vast majority of people from all religions are more than happy, in fact, would like to celebrate the, the sort of the Christmas story in the traditional way because it is a tradition, it is a story, it's a heritage, um, and it's a lovely, comforting story. And there's just nothing more adorable than seeing the little children dressed up as angels and shepherds and that moment of peace around the manger. And I think it, it, you know, it's, it's lovely to teach the children about something a bit more than presents and a bit more than commercialism. What um, are some of the, um, uh, the, the strangest attempts at modernising the Christmas well, story you've come across? Well, I think this is quite fun, and I can imagine if you're a teacher doing the traditional nativity. I, was, I went to school with the nuns, and there was no deviating from the script. No. <laughs> Absolutely. You were, you were a star, a donkey, an angel, or you know, the very lucky few got to be Mary. Um, but, but now, of course, they want to involve the whole class. Um, teachers are being more imaginative, and there's some really lovely... Um, we had the Wriggly Nativity, which was very cute. Um, the, so, rig- so the Wriggly Nativity? The Wriggly Nativity. There was what? lots of wriggling around on stage. Gosh, wow. <laughs> we've had, well, we've had some telling us some great characters. My favourite of, of the characters that um, their children were was a wheelie bin, a recycling wheelie bin. Oh. Um, and then we had... To, uh, Ima- was- well, imagine little Johnny comes home and, Mummy, I've got a part I in the nativity play. What are you? I'm a wheelie bin. I'm a wheelie- <laughs> I'd be straight up that school <laughs> complaining. Yeah, and we did come across it, you know, again in this survey, the sort of the, the, the few pushy moms who spend, you know, quite a lot of time campaigning and canvassing to get their child a good part in yeah. the play. But another favourite was um, Lord Christmas, based on the Alan Sugar character. So oh. He's been fired. Oh, that's quite um, nice. Yeah, and we had... We had Footballers and punk fairies, and um, one of my children was a talking rock. So, um, oh blimey, the high heights, yes. And how do you? Uh, I, my my boy, the, the, my boys are a little bit too young for this yet. Probably next year. Although actually, I think the, the eldest is doing something. Uh, but how do you try and um, the, the, you know if they come home and say they're a talking rock? As a <laughs> mum, you, you must your heart must sink a little bit. Not at all. They're delighted. So as long as they're in it, they're they're quite happy. Nobody can be the star the whole time. What do you um, want to see does, done, Siobhan? It's also a nice antidote to the kind of the, the Irish mother being Irish myself, but the Irish mother. Oh, I hadn't noticed. You're 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 an angel, are you? Who got married? <laughs> 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 what do you want to see done? What what what? How can we improve this situation? Well, do you think? Like, I think this just gives a message that parents up and down the country 
regardless of their religion, actually are quite happy to, to do the traditional, real story of Christmas. And also, I think as parents, we're saying, yes, we love seeing the nativity play, but also for all of us, let's just remember the true meaning of Christmas. It doesn't have to be that, you know, the baby Jesus, the Son of God, was born in a manger, but that it's about more, it's about families, it's about coming together, it's about a moment of peace. It's not all about Black Friday and Cyber Monday and getting the biggest telly. And it just gives us that little moment in the craziness to stop and reflect. Siobhan, nice to talk to you. Thanks for bringing this to our attention. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Siobhan Freegard from Netlands. Well, I, I, well, are you bothered? Are you bothered if your school does a, a, a nativity story that somehow involves the baby Jesus? Are you I'm bothered? Bit, I'm a bit peeved this year, if I'm going to be honest. Go on. Well, last year, my daughter did a star turn as a narrator. Yeah. She, she didn't even need a piece of paper. She just knew it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This year, she's only got one line. Been demoted. I know she has to give everyone else a chance at excellence, but come on, everyone knows who the narrator in that room is. I think my boy's a shepherd, I think. I've kind of not focusing on it because I'll be doing this nonsense while it's happening. Oh, really? Yeah, so I can't, Daddy can't go. We get dress rehearsal that you can go to, or you can go to the evening one as well. Oh. And if you have little ins, they say, can you bring them to dress rehearsal? So yeah, I so might go to both. Don't disturb the uh, the main performance. performance. Yeah. Uh, so, Kath, are you going to heckle the person who narrates then? I've, um, yeah. Yeah. I, am, okay. I might throw some stuff, that, I, you know, soft it. stuff. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. What were you in your nativity? What is your kid? I'd love a talking rock, a spaceman, uh, and uh, a, a wheelie bin, if at all possible. I was a wheel. Sorry? A wheel? Not yeah. in a nativity, though. Not a nativity. It doesn't... It, it was still in a play, but... But... <clears throat> it doesn't, we're talking specifically... We'll save that for another day. Okay. I was always the narrator. I was the star of Bethlehem um, in a very dangerous headpiece made by my mum. Using... Um, she made sort of a helmet... Wow, Christmas out, helmet. Yeah, out that's traditional. Christmas helmet out of um, tin foil, but she stuck knitting needles in it, so it was very spiky. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Like a sound you hear that lingers in your ear, but you can't forget from sundown to sunset. Now.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look in Brickett Wood on the speed sensors and the North Orbital Road is starting to look heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Having a look at elsewhere of the motorways, the M1's moving fine at the moment, although it's looking very drizzly out there, so take care with the reduced visibility. Some roadworks in place in Little Haddam on the A120. There's temporary traffic lights at the junction for Albury Road. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, there's roadworks there around the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays as we get into the morning rush hour. On the trains, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. The authority maintains it cannot legally enforce the owners of the Newlands Park site to carry out repairs and fix problems. Banks are placing adverts in newspapers today warning customers about telephone scams. Many cases have been reported in this region with people conned by bogus police officers or bank officials. And a survey by the Parenting website Netmums suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons travel to fellow League One promotion hopeful Sheffield United this evening. Victory for the Dons would move them up to third. Manager Cole Robinson will again rotate strikers Will Grigg and Benneke Phoebe, despite a Phoebe's hat-trick on Saturday, taking him to 18 for the season. I want to keep them both happy. Um, I've been criticised in, in recent years for only having one striker um, now when I get two strikers and rotate them and they're both scored and everyone's still looking for more um, I, I, I don't know what people want me to do because every time I keep the two players happy and the two players have got 25 goals the, the, it's working and you can hear full commentary on MK Dons at Sheffield United on tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. There are also six Premier League matches tonight, including Manchester United versus Stoke and Liverpool away to Leicester. Meanwhile, Liverpool have told the BBC they'll be speaking to Mario Balotelli after the striker posted an image online last night containing words of an anti-Semitic nature. The FA are also investigating. And in non-league football, there are FA Trophy replays for Bedford Town at Western Supermare and St Albans at Wheel. In the Southern League Premier, Arlsey hosts Chesham, Biggleswade are at home to Hitchin. Bedford's Olympic canoe slalom champion Etienne Stott has been named in next year's Elite Rio squad ahead of the 2016 Olympics in Brazil. It's the first step towards defending his C2 title. It's really important. It's a great sort of step for, for me and Mark, my new crewmate, to kind of have that support of the team. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's very important. You know, I've had injuries and I've been kind of a little bit out of the scene and, and my crewmate, who I won the gold with, Tim Bailey, has retired. And Buckinghamshire driver Mark Webber says the angle of impact during a crash in a World Endurance Championship race saved him from a more serious injury. The former Milton Keynes Red Bull driver spent the night in hospital after the accident in Brazil on Sunday. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. If you hear Here comes the fun. Give us a shout. Ian Lee. Here we go. BBC Three Counties Radio. A very awkward Christmas from Tony and Cherie. It's become... Basically, they've sent a Christmas card of themselves. Who does that? Well, I know that if you, you have to if you're the king or queen or Prince Charles. 
But have you seen the picture of them? Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't he look awkward? Um, well, I don't like those pictures anyway. The standard politician and supportive wife pose. But families do this as well. Well, no, Wallys do this. Sorry? He wants to see that. I don't want that on my mantelpiece. Send me a Robin or, you know, I don't want to see your Here's, mug on there. <laughs> it's become as much a festive tradition as turkey and tinsel. Politicians trying to outdo each other with their annual Christmas cards. But this year, former Prime Minister and warmonger Tony Blair's offering has not exactly received the reaction he was hoping for. Uh, it was shared online yesterday, provo- provo- provoking widespread ridicule. Yeah. Um, th- here's, a th- here's a controversial idea. Oh, we've got a phone call. Do you want to... Can you... Yeah. Oh. oh. No, it's fine. Uh, I know my place. Well, OK, I'll put your mic on so we can hear you. Oh, dear. Here's a controversial idea. Don't send Christmas cards. Christmas cards are rubbish, aren't they? In fact, I might say... Well, can we send Just Out on this a bit later on? Christmas cards suck. They're the most pointless, time-consuming, rubbish thing. What purpose do they serve? Does anyone like Christmas cards? Mr Blair's face is fixed in a grimace, while his wife, wearing a striking red dress, smiles and rests her hand on his chest. One online commentator, Carl Maxim, quipped... The strange thing about Tony Blair's Christmas card is how his teeth seem to follow you around the room. It is a weird look. It's like someone's just put um, their finger up his bum. That's what it looks like. Whoa, whoa! What? I just came off the phone to hear you say that. What uh, What led to that? that? His face looks like someone's just gone, oh! Oh, he looks surprised. Oh! Well, she might be, because sometimes <laughs> that's the only way to get a man to stand up straight. Uh-huh. I don't mean the finger, I mean maybe pinching him or something. Oh, you've had experience of this, have you? You know, sometimes you've got to do I what have. you've got to do for the photo. Probably time we played Nutbush City yeah, Limits.
Christmas cards. Waste of time. Discuss. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Unless they're from children. Even uh, no, cute. They're cute. My son made me a card last night. I think, what's this for, boy? Do you know what I really don't like? Yeah. Other people's round robins. Oh, Look, dear. if we've not spoken in the past year, I'm not that bothered. Here's something we all need to do, and I'm excellent at doing it because I'm cold. Just get rid of the deadwood. Friends, and I've got no friend, literally no friends on Facebook. I use it as a tool. Um, get rid of friends you don't need. Delete numbers. Phone people up and say, do you know what, guys? I don't think this is working as whoa, a friendship. Whoa, 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 No, you don't do that. Just don't phone them. Well, no, I'm, I'm happy you, to... Wh- wh- well, then that's, that story, could, they might pop up again. That's OK. Then that's up to them. Sometimes no. your lives cross paths again, and that's all... That's all Just phone them and say, look, guys, we've not spoken for 18 months. I'm going to delete your number. I suggest you delete my number. This is, wow. this is really... That really is cold. Let's just let go of this. OK, bye. That really is cold. No, I'm not that high maintenance as a friend. You can not talk to me for three years and I'll still be your mate. The first brown bear in a century has been sighted near the Chernobyl nuclear disaster zone. Oh, dear. The bear had five arms, no. two willies. No. You right, cuz? Because bears normally have three willies. Nuclear, isn't it? Catherine, do you have any stories? Yes. By the way, you smell delightful, Kelly. Thanks, mate. Yeah. She does smell delightful. I got a little waft. I didn't smell of her. anything? I think you might be. Nurses used nurse used friend's toddler to dupe man into believing he had oh, fathered her child. Now this is you brilliant. know I, I'm all up for the bants, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean this is just mad. A besotted nurse tricked a man into believing that he'd fathered a child with her during a one night stand. Charmaine Wilson, twenty five, <laughs> borrowed. Let's just let's just think about that phrase. Borrowed a friend's toddler. Can I borrow your toddler? What for? Don't ask! Who she passed off as her own. She used her <laughs> hospital role to fake DNA test results and even forged a birth certificate wow. to convince Liam Griffiths the boy was his. I mean, what, what what's the aim of this? To make him go, oh, actually, I forgot. I, yeah, I, I love you. Yeah. And we're going to raise this child together. Yeah. Um, at some point, you're going to have to give that baby back. No, never. Um, I've got um, a good phone in off the back of this. Yeah, go on. When have you borrowed someone else's kid? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. There are certain scenarios you can't go to as a, an adult on your own. I'm sure people out there have borrowed children. Uh, and what uh, lies have you told about your children? You've lied about your kids' age. We all lie about kids' what? ages to get into. You, well, you once told your uh, daughter to pretend she was younger and she could rem- remember you can't speak. Oh, yeah, that was just because she was just on the cusp of having to pay for a full-price well, ticket. You, you won't lie about the age of the kids when we're going to the... Uh, this one, he's... No, he's, he's 18 months. Well, you know they're going to be sitting on your knee anyway. For heaven's sake, why pay for an extra seat? If she's got no hair, exploit it. When she looks you, like a baby. When have you borrowed a kid and what lies have you told about your children? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Um as you know, we we are the BBC Three Counties Radio thoroughly supports and endorses the uh Inbetweeners. We are official sponsors of the Inbetweeners. Yeah, although some of their actions are um very, very naughty. Well, um here's um a story of a boy who thinks he looks like Jay from the Inbetweeners. He doesn't at all. He's just got a white shirt and a short tie on. He's got the right haircut. No, he had, well... Yeah, the bowl cut thing. Teen Nick Cooper reckons he is the spitting image of Inbetweeners star James Buckley. Yeah, he reckons. <laughs> Why does that get in the paper? He looks so similar to James's character, no. Jay Cartwright. He says girls beg him for selfies and lads shout catchphrases at him. Yeah, bus... Construction worker Nick, 17, says it takes him an age to get served in cafes because everyone wants to talk to him. He said, 
I can't go out without someone mentioning oh, it. Oh, no. That's, that's, that's not People true. always come out with his funniest lines, like, Morning, Benders. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> and then Jay's verdict. Verdict. James Buckley said, Oh, my God, that's not my confidence. I'd say to him, I hope you've told people that you're not me. Oh, pwned. I get um, loads of people come up to me saying, My mate looks like you. Loads of people, bizarrely, and they don't, except once where it was like it was like looking in a really weird mirror. This guy looked exactly like me. It was so sexy. Oh, so I wasn't sexy. Expecting that. I am fit as I'm so fit, girls. This guy was like it was like looking in a really fit mirror. Was it? I just wanted to touch him. Wow. Was it Ralph Little? No, it was not Ralph Little. Although Ralph Little gets people... Anyway, they, we get... Anyway. Um, what you got in the papers? I, no, I know. I've got nothing to say to any of that. George Clooney's going to be in Downton. Yeah, we know. Is snail oh. slime the secret to keeping your skin youthful? No. No. It's the perfect thing if you want to slow down the ageing process. Slow to down. Snail's pace. Snail's pace. Slime harvested from the creatures is a key ingredient Slime. in a new range of anti-ageing products. Are they milking snails now? Why would they want to make anti-Asian products? Anti-ageing. I'm so sorry. The makers claim they can make users appear six years younger in just four weeks. Of course they claim that. Of course they claim that. Maybe, no, maybe this is the actual one. Well, let me tell you about this cocktail. Sorry? The product contains a cocktail. What? Of proteins, antioxidants and hyaluronic acid, which removes dead cells, reduces inflammation and helps skin retain moisture. The benefits of the slime were discovered by Chilean snail farmers. Oh, <laughs> those guys. Right, if they're farming snails, they need to find some sort of reason for doing that, don't they? How difficult is it to farm snails? You just, like, you have snails, snails and then you catch them. And let's be honest, it's not much of a chase, is it? They noticed that their skin healed quickly when they handled the creatures, which were being exported where... Who loves a snail? France. Yes. France don't grow their own snails. They're Chilean. Those French are so clever. In Spain, they have really tiny snails, like ones you can get out of the garden. Yeah. They're poisonous, aren't they? Well, I've eaten them. Have you eat, would you eat a garden snail? And if not, why not? What's the difference? I don't see that much difference, because um, it's mostly the garlic that makes the difference, isn't it? You can't say... I never chew them. No. You, no. you have to suck a snail. I just... Ooh. Do that again? Ooh. That's like when you, you've got um, a cold. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I only do it for toughness. I don't do it because of enjoyment. I just do it to show that I'm not uh, wuss. This fella here. Oh. Have you finished? Oh dear. Oh. Lads, amaze balls. Oh, is that a word? Um, yes, I think it is in the dictionary now. Yes. Carry on. Oh, that's that's all you need to be an actual official word, is it? In the dictionary. Yes. Oh, lads, three thousand pounds worth of free. Oh, excuse me, Amazon. Oh. I've had three coffees this morning. I'm really not feeling good. Lads, £3,000 worth of free Amazon gifts in glitch. Student Robert Quinn was mistakenly sent gifts worth more than £3,500 thanks to an Amazon computer glitch and the company says he can keep the lot. What? The haul includes a £900  3D TV. 3D TV, do you remember that? Uh, £300 Galaxy tablet amongst 46 items the online retailer has so far wrongly delivered to his home and Amazon told the lucky 22-year-old he can keep all of the goods to make up for the mistake. You can keep them all as long as he goes in the newspapers and says how wonderful Amazon is. The parcels, all addressed to Robert, started arriving a week ago. After getting 36 in the first few days, another 10 arrived. Mm. But some of them is rubbish. Some of, them's r- some of them is rubbish. Lego fire truck. Good. Rory Gallagher Irish tour CD. Mm. 
pocketbook of neurological physiotherapy, uh, computer, 3D TV, and a wine cooler, and a PSP. I wouldn't want any of that stuff. I mean, I don't Sorry? want to wear sunglasses in my living room. That's weird. You don't. It, it, nowhere in this story does it say he has to wear sunglasses. If you're going to get the most out of 3D TV, otherwise it's just going to be fuzzy. 3D TV was never going to take off, and every one of you plums that bought a three-dimensional television, you deserve uh, to um, uh, rot in hell. No. You deserve to get... Feel sheepish. Thank you. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're just hearing about some problems on the M1 southbound. There's reports of a lane being blocked between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road. That's because of an accident involving a lorry and a car and it's very slow through there at the moment. And Johnson has just called up to let us know that the M1 southbound at Junction 8, there's a truck that's stationary in the road on the inside lane there at Junction 8 after an accident at what looks like an accident. On the M25 anti-clockwise on the speed sensors it's looking very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 for Watford and also the North Orbital Road's very slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout as well. Moving fine through those roadworks on the A1 Great North Road at Roxton round the Black Cat roundabout, although that could get busy later on. And there's no reports of any problems so far on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Very, very good. 6.47. It's Tuesday, the 2nd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. Banks are placing adverts in newspapers today warning customers about telephone scams and a survey by the parenting website Netmum suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather cloudy and damp day in prospect. Feeling quite chilly as well with a northerly, northeasterly breeze which will get stronger throughout the course of the day. We see some outbreaks of rain as well, just light patchy rain and drizzle, but the maximum temperature struggling a little today. We're looking at around 8 Celsius. Overnight tonight, still one or two outbreaks of rain, but eventually it will start to clear, particularly the further west you go, parts of Buckinghamshire, parts of Bedfordshire, for example. It's likely we're going to see a touch of ground frost by tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature down to 3 Celsius. Any frost will melt away fairly quickly tomorrow morning. Mainly dry, some sunny spells, but the cloud increasing through tomorrow afternoon and with it some outbreaks of rain likely. Maximum temperature just 9 Celsius and that's your forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Well, I think it's a place that has everything. I love it. I don't think I'll probably ever move away. Quite friendly. I mean, there's another reason why I probably settled down here, because I managed to make friends quite quickly. All this week, we're discovering Bedford. We love it. You know, the atmosphere and the people. Ah, oh, the river, the embankment, uh, the Swan Hotel. The, the town's a great town. The river, obviously the jewel and the crown running it through it. Telling everyone about where you live. It's somewhere where we've made lots of friends and we've come to regard it very much as home. Well, the very best thing, obviously, is the river, because I think it's absolutely gorgeous. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. Guys, if you love the river so much, why don't you marry it? The river of fair play is the best part of Bedford. Why don't you marry it? Go and give it a big wet kiss and, get, and put a ring on it. So if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Don't be mad now you see that he won't it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Very good. 
Can we play that, Kels? Oh, no, actually, no, we won't. We'll play Sylvia's mother. <laughs> hey, just oh, liking that. Yeah, you liking the style? I am very, hey, very good. Listen, mate, I'm not being funny. Why mm. were you bunking off yesterday? Wagwan, uh, Wagwan. Well, yesterday, Wagwan to you. Uh, yesterday, I was working. Do you know what Wagwan means? Uh, yes, hello in, in Jamaican. No, uh, mate, it doesn't. No. Well, what's it mean? What's going on? Oh, what's going on? So yeah. you can't reply. What's going on? With no, it's not the, it's not the same thing. <laughs> you can't reply. So if I would say, Catherine, what's going on? You can't mm. reply with. What's going on? Well, you can though, because people say how are you, and, be- and you say how are you. No, I say I'm, I say I'm feeling really depressed. How are you? Well, if, if you've asked me, I'm going to tell you. Actually, I'm struggling a bit at the moment. Life is, is quite a heavy burden to carry around with me. Cool. So don't ask me that if you don't want to know the answer. I never ask you that. Wagwan. Wagwan. Yeah. You can't answer Wagwan. Wagwan star. You can't. You can't answer Wagwan with Wagwan. <laughs> I don't know but what the appropriate. Do. I don't know what the response is. Can someone ring us? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We want to do this properly. Wagwan. Wagwan. No, you can't. No, mate, you can't do. Right, okay. Listen, Wagwan. Wagwan. Oh, no, we, we need. We need. We need, some, need some advice. We need this. Hang on. Morning, folks. <laughs> All together now. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, yesterday... Yes, boss, I was where were you? From home, ...on my Christmas Day show... <laughs> working from uh, home. Ideally! <laughs> 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 I was. We all know working from home means watching Jeremy Kyle in your no, pants. Seriously, I went through about 10,000 Christmas songs. I came across yesterday, and you are going to love this. Oh, yeah. Trojan Records, the oh, yeah. reggae record label... As you know, I love reggae. Big supporter of reggae. They I was the first person to play Bob Marley on British Radio. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Trojan came up with a... Christmas reggae oh. box set. Oh. And later on, wow. I will explain some of those sounds because they are hardcore. Wagwan. Uh, you can't, can't just, just say like that. that. Justin, mm. have you got a mission for today? Uh, yeah, I heard you earlier on. I think yeah. the question was, Christmas cards, do they suck? What's your take on the old uh, CC, um, JD? When it comes to Christmas cards, put it this way, I don't go out and uh, and send lots of them. I send the odd one to the people I really, really care when about. When you say but an odd one, is it uh, l- those pictures you have on your telephone? Uh, no, no, no. Thank no, God no, for that. No, not those ones. But uh, no. no, I send them to my parents, you know, to my girlfriend, things like that. But I, I don't go out and, and buy lots of them. Girlfriend, and I nothing, thought you... Sorry? N- nothing wrong with sending Christmas cards, though. No, it's, no, it's a tedious... Hey, it's, a, it's a waste of money. I forgot to do it last year. Yeah. Good. Guess what happened? Nothing. Nothing. No Nothing. one noticed. Hmm. It's a waste of... You, you'll get less Christmas cards yourself this Good. year. Good. Uh, when I get a Christmas card, it's like a chore. It's an yeah. extra thing I've got to do. And there's always one that slips through on yeah. flipping Christmas Eve yeah. that you know they've won. Waste of money. Yeah. Waste of time. Yeah. They look rubbish. Mm-hmm. And people that send them are idiots. <laughs> oh, wait. Four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. So we go into the streets with the question, Christmas cards, do they suck? Is yes! that the question we're going with, yeah? Yes, boss. Okay. Leave it to me. Cheers. Bye. I might send one to my mate in Spain and my gran. If I'm not going to see them, then they're no. fine. No. Hey, and here's the thing that sucks worse than Christmas cards. Electronic cards. Oh, yeah. E-cards. You've got an E-card from Steve. Well, delete. Oh. We're not going to open an E-card. Well, I've got to sit there for 30 seconds watching a really rubbish animation with a picture of my face on an elf. <laughs> elf yourself. Dance. I've got funny, though. Sorry? They are funny. It's funny if you're four. No. I am 41 years yeah. old. Do you remember somebody did one of those of us? That was funny, actually. That was really that funny. That was very, very funny. They're all welcome. Um, but no, it's Christmas cards suck. Okay. Do you want to talk about naked people? 
<laughs> Do we need to be naked to talk about it? No. Oh, the, you know, the spiel... I'll put these back on then. The... Zip. You know the spiel... Button? Can you... Buckle. Uh... <laughs> and now my trousers. Wow. You know the Spielplatz in um, St Albans? Let's get it on. Really? Ooh, la, 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 with all the nudie weirdos. Who look really odd when they're naked like most naked people do. Yes, I do. I've been there. I've been there to interview them, and I refuse to take my clothes off. There's only... You, you, you're, sat, you're in a bar interviewing a gentleman, and all you can do is look at his John Thomas. If it's so natural, why do they have to sit on towels and keep their socks on? Sea peach uh, and verrucas. Uh, and then I went into the... And um, bags. I went into the hats. sauna. The sauna. Fully clothed. They tricked me, though, when I went to Spielplatz, because they got two really hot girls to be there as well. That confused me. I'm, what if they want to carry things somewhere? Do they still wear a bum bag? Yes, they do. They wear bags. They tie it on. That's that, weird. That, that, that would me... be weird to see a naked person with, like, a rucksack. Here's a, can we do this as a phone-in? What, what did your mum used to call your winkle when you were little? Um, a tassel. You can do it a oh, what? She used to call it a tassel. <laughs> I just remembered that. That explains so much. It does, doesn't it? She used to call it a tassel. Wow. Which, in many ways, it is. No. Yeah? No. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, anyway, double, five. What did your mum used to call your winky, guys? The reason why I'm talking about winkies <laughs> is because Amanda Holden spoke to two people in their underwear yesterday on the television because there's oh. going to be this new documentary, The Naked Village, oh. shown on More 4, Thursday, December 11th at 9pm, and The Naked Village in question is Spielplatz. A very popular channel. And More 4 are saying it's the first time anyone's been allowed into the secretive community. We can go down there whenever we like. I've been there. Tim's been down there and played naked tennis. New balls, please. So, um, more for, less for you, less fool, for, less fool you, more fool for. Buckle. Mm-hmm. What did your mum used to call your winky? <laughs> 08459 four double five five double five. Mine used to call it a tassel. Wonder what Sylvia's mother... Oh, Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's busy. Too busy to come to the phone Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's trying To start a new life of her own Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's happy So why don't you leave us alone And the operator says 40 cents more For the next three minutes, please Mrs. Avery, I just gotta talk to her I'll only keep her a while Please Mrs. Avery, I just wanna tell her Says Sylvia's packing, she's gone to leave him today. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's marrying a fella down Galveston Way. Sylvia's mother says, Please don't say nothing to make us start crying. And stay 
And the operator says 40 cents more For the next three minutes towards London there's a lane blocked between Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and 6A for the M25. It's because of a serious accident involving a number of vehicles. Two of the cars are blocking the outside lane there and the rest of the vehicles, about four or five of them, are on the hard shoulder so it's causing long delays at the moment back to Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and there at Dunstable Road we have reports of another accident blocking a lane on the southbound carriageway adding to those problems. Elsewhere having a look at the A1M on the speed sensors southbound it's very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. What did your mum used to call your winky? Well, you'll never believe what Catherine's mum used to call. I, I mean, it's delicate. We'll tread carefully. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, residents' anger at Hertfordshire Council, banks issue phone scam warning and survey shows decline in nativity play. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. The Lib Dem Authority maintains it cannot legally enforce the owners of the Newlands Park site to carry out repairs and fix problems. More from Tony Fisher. The residents, who say they only asked for help from St Albans Tory MP Anne Main after exhausting all other avenues, are upset about the tone of the response, which they describe as offensive and demeaning. Anne Main has encouraged the council leader to visit the site and says it's a great shame she's dismissed the concerns of her constituents and attempts to assist them as playing party politics. 
Banks are placing adverts in newspapers today warning customers about telephone scams. Many cases have been reported in this region with people conned by bogus police officers or bank officials. An estimated £24 million has been tricked out of unsuspecting victims, up from £7 million in the previous 12 months. Tony Blake is a fraud prevention officer. I think statistics show that it's, it's, it's mainly the, the older generation who are targeted, but not exclusively younger people have been targeted. In fact, barristers have been targeted, teachers have been targeted. So I wouldn't want anybody listening to this to think, oh, it wouldn't happen to me. Uh, it possibly could. The government has announced details of more than 1,400 flood defence projects to help protect hundreds of thousands of homes. The schemes, including major investment in the Thames estuary, will be confirmed in the autumn statement tomorrow. Labour has accused the government of choosing projects in key marginal seats. The government's second new garden city is to be built at Bicester in Oxfordshire, just over the Buckinghamshire border, with 13,000 new homes and a new railway station. It follows Ebbsfleet in Kent and will mimic the post-war building of new towns like Stevenage and Milton Keynes. A study carried out by Oxford University researchers suggests that HIV is becoming less deadly. The scientists say that as the virus evolves to beat the human immune system, it takes longer for HIV infection to cause AIDS. A survey by the parenting website Netmums suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Almost 2,200 parents took part in the study. Many of them said schools had replaced the Christmas story and carols with a so-called updated nativity featuring modern characters and pop songs. Siobhan Freegard is from Netmums. I think this just gives a message that parents up and down the country, regardless of their religion, actually are quite happy to, to do the traditional real story of Christmas and also I think as parents were saying yes we love seeing the nativity play but also for all of us let's just remember the true meaning of Christmas in sport, Milton Keynes Dons travel to fellow League One promotion hopefuls Sheffield United this evening. Victory for the Dons would move them up to third. The weather cloudy with outbreaks of rain or drizzle and a cold wind, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in beds, hearts and bucks. <laughs> Let's see who's behind door number two. Sophie Solaria. My best Christmas memory looking back was the year that my mum received a surprise present from my dad. A six foot round looking pole thing and I couldn't work out what it was for ages. I was shaking it and picking it up. Do we let this carry on? Work out what it was. Oh gosh. Until on Christmas Day that year we all open our presents. Oh. Everyone gets exactly what they want I'm except terrified. my mum who, from my father, got a rotatable washing line. Building up to Christmas with BBC Three Counties Radio. I was getting nervous then. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's not just me here, though. Look, through there, there's Kelly Betts. Hello. And that's Catherine Boyle. Word. Wah. Word to your mother. One. So we can do... We, we can do this if we tread delicately, OK? When we were growing up, our parents all had nicknames for our, our, our bits downstairs, OK? My mum used to call mine a tassel. Uh, what did your mum call yours? And Catherine, uh, uh, it begs the question, what did your mum call your bit? It led to a lot of confusion when we moved down south, put it that way. Yeah. So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I think it's a northern thing. Yeah. I'm hoping it's a northern thing. Yep. I had a willy. There we go. So, <laughs> that answers so many questions, doesn't and, it? And a boy would have a widgie. There we go. Okay. Wow. 
We can do this as long as we remember we've got young ears listening and we tread delicately, OK? 08459 555555. My daughter um, was in tears the other day laughing at something in a restaurant. Oh, yeah? It was a door marked private. <laughs> my, when I, I've, I've said this before when I, t- I was, I was uh, educating my young boys on uh, country music and as soon as they found out there was a gentleman by the name of Willie Nelson oh <laughs> conversation over 08459 455 555 and Christmas cards don't they suck across beds hearts and bucks this is BBC Three Counties Radio I should write some, but it's such a chore. Um, and that's really not what the spirit's about, is it? Kelly, you yeah. are, um, by default, the uh, voice of youth on this show, despite the fact so. you're almost older than both of us uh, put together. You, you, don't, you, you guys don't send Christmas cards, do you? No. There you go. What? Texts. I send it to my nan, because she likes the words, and to my mum... Oh, what, the actual, the poetry words in the card? Yeah, they love it. But the poetry words that you write, or things that you've bought and said, yeah, yeah fair enough, that's pretty much no, it. No, they like a card that, that fits On how this they feel. seasonal time of year, um, no, it's, it's good got, to know that you are near. No, it's got to be something like, the do you write it yourself? You? Do you? Um, I add my own words uh, in there, which are sometimes better than what, you know, Clinton's or other always companies better, offer. Always better, surely. How I normally write, make my mum cry with the words that I write. Oh, yeah, my mum... Oh, I can make my mum cry with, with her card. Yeah, but Easy. yours is offensive. Yeah, I know, exactly. Wish you weren't my mum! I hate you! And you're not going to see Neil Diamond. Oh, don't bring that up. How can... Um, are there, does Clinton still exist? How can a high street card shop make any money whatsoever? We all go Funky Pigeon, don't we? FunkyPigeon.com Or Moonpig. Moonpig.com Other... Sites like that. I'm there are. Available. Oh, there's are. a really rude one that I quite like. Yeah. Yeah. Funkypigeon.com. Moonpig.com. I'll send you some cards from it because um, it's um, it's a it's a sort of place where I could send you a card from it. I could send you a card from it. But oh, if I send one to my gran, I'd be out of the will. Hey, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, blimey. They say what you mean, though. Yeah. Oh. Don't bother. I won't read it. Yeah. I mean, it's just that Christmas cards suck. Uh, and how can how can a high street? Uh, maybe they've all closed down. I thought I thought Clinton's have closed down. No, they're still really popular. With whom? Lots of people. And I think I'm only just learning how to use the word "whom" in its correct context. What you think? Well, it, it behoves me to at least attempt it. <laughs> Seriously, though, whenever I go to a card shop, it behooves me. With what cards? People. <laughs> People buying cards. Kath, I, I, after two years, I feel I should tell you. When you show me things on that screen, it's too far away for me to see. I still, again, I can't, I can't read that, my love. Okay. So thank you. I'm sure it was great. Kelly, you read. Was it a rude card? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's offensive. Well, I'm not going to put a swear word up in my house, am I? My boys can read. Put it up in your house now. anyway. I know what happens to cards. They end up in your bag and then they end up in the bin. Yeah, they end up in the bag. Sometimes I keep them, depending who they're from. Mm. Oh, for goodness sake! Like sense. grandparents, because. They're not going to be around for as long as you. Well, that means that's, that's less cards to, to receive. No, but so Great. it'd be nice to look back and be like, oh, do you remember when they were here and they got me that? That was nice. Do when they were here and they just bought a card at random ha- that meant no, nothing to them? No, but it's like their handwriting. It's like nice memory of them. And what are these cards? Um, so you buy a, car, a box of cards for, like, a fiver. 50 pence of this will be donated to 36 local charities. Mm. That, well, hang on, let me do the math. So that 36 local charities are going to get yeah, like a third of a penny. you have just made up that yeah. number. Normally yeah. it's just one. Plus it's, it's, it's 3% of something they wouldn't have got before. So. No, but it's loads of them are to, for like loads of charities. You, get, you, get, you can buy... Excuse me, I'm not I'm speaking. 
you can buy a box of cards and it, it will be spread among 50 charities. I thought, oh, I made a massive mistake. <laughs> Here we go. She's going to say something rude about oh, me. She's going to say I something rude. Tis the season to be tight. Oh, I thought it'd be better than Spend that. Spend some money. I thought, I thought it was going to be a really good one there. Yeah, yeah, it really wasn't. Take, take the wallet out. Let the, let the moths go free. Hey, listen. Stop I saw, Whoa. Hey, stop that right now. How dare you call me a miser when yesterday I sent an email to you, um, Kelly Betts and um, Justin, the core... I'm going to get in trouble with everyone else. The, the people I like on this team. Thanks. What did that, apart from Kelly and Justin and Catherine, what did that email say? Do you want to go for Nando's for Christmas? On me. On, on him. Literally on me. Yeah, yeah, that's why I hesitate. Peri peri sauce all over my nipples. I said yes with my mouth. What do you want me to do? Why do I need to write to you when I'm sitting no, next to no. you? No, well, you're, you're accusing me of being tight and I'm taking you all for some peri peri chicken. And he paid for breakfast yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So how dare you call me tight? Retract. 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 Tight. Hi, I'm Catherine Boyle, and I'd like to retract everything I said about Ian being tight because he's not. He's going to take me for a Nando's. Well done, Kath. That was really big of you. That was big of you, Kath. Well done. It takes takes a lot, Catherine, to be able to apologise live on air. So well done. Sorry? Oh, and I think Ian's the fabest, fabest boss ever. And if I could reach around there and give him a hug, I would. I think he's. I think he's boss, and he's not bobbins at all. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, Kath. Kath, that's, that's so nice. So sweet, Catherine. You guys. Oh, Catherine. What else do you have to say to Ian? Kath? I think you're fun, dabby dorsey, and I think you're ace. And Kelly, I think you're fab as well. Oh, thanks, babes. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks. <clears throat> oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Onto slightly more serious issues. Only slightly. The MP for St Albans has been accused of playing politics by taking up the cause of people living on a mobile home site in Abbots Langley. She's pushing for action from Three Rivers District Council as the site's landlords are refusing to carry out essential repairs. One resident has taken to crawling underneath his home to prop it up with wood, and others are concerned that their homes are buckling and twisting. We've seen it, they are. In a letter sent to residents and us, the Lib Dem leader of the council, Anne Shaw, insists she can't force the owner's hand and suggests it's a matter for the residents to work out for themselves. It ends with the sentence, whilst I know we're in the run-up to a general election, I still believe it behoves MPs to check their facts properly before seeking the glare of publicity or issuing criticism from on high. Well, yet again, uh, nobody from Three Rivers District Council will come on the show. Mick Deans is a voice we've heard before on the show. He is Secretary of the Residents Association. Morning, Mick. Good morning, Ian. Good uh, morning, team. It looks pretty final, doesn't it, as far as Three Rivers are concerned? They're, they're, they're saying, now to do with us and uh, go away and leave us alone. Yeah, um, that, that's the message we get from them. Uh, I had responded to the letter that uh, Anne Shaw sent to the minister by writing to the minister direct. And I have said that the the residents are really upset at the letter, the tone of the letter. We find it very offensive and insulting and demeaning, both to the residents of the site and to Anne Main. Didn't you, if I got this, the the, the chronology right, Mick, you went to Anne Main after you'd been to Three Rivers District Council and they hadn't been able to help you? Uh, We've been to them, we've been to the Citizens Advice Bureau and to the training standards and and nobody can or will do anything at the moment. So the the councillor accusing Anne Main of playing party politics, what's your take on that? Well, that's absolute rubbish. Uh, She has actually been to the site, has got her hands dirty and she's the only person who has responded to us. Uh, I have 
made uh, an approach in a letter to Cancer Shaw to come down and do the same thing and get her own hands dirty, but had no reply. Yeah? No, as I say, we, we've, we've asked her so many times, or anyone from Three Rivers, to come on the show, and um, they're, they're not keen to, uh, which is a real shame, because it'd be great to be able to discuss this uh, 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 with them. The, the law in, in this instance, the Mobile Homes Act, now Three Rivers are not obligated to do anything, are they? It's at their discretion. Well, so they're not it, breaking it, the law, are they? No, it, it, it does say it's uh, discretionary. But Anne Shaw in her letter says it's not a budget issue. Now, we have an email from Three Rivers District Council to say that they no longer have a budget to uh, carry out works and that they say that the new law doesn't apply to the sites on the Three Rivers district area, which is... Um, strange, because I thought the law had you know, throughout the United Kingdom. What what can you do now, Mick? Well, I have been looking, I mean, bearing in mind that I'm a silver surfer, uh, and I have to find the information myself, I've looked at the possibility of a judicial review, uh, which is a method of last resort, uh, and means that you can apply to the higher courts uh, for an interpretation of the law. The step before that is maybe uh, to uh, apply for the parliamentary ombudsman to look at it via an MP when you feel that an injustice has been caused um, by an administrative report and maladministration. Uh, other than that, the judicial review allows individuals to challenge decisions of local authorities when they, they feel that uh, an injustice has been done, as I say. Mick, listen, keep in touch. Uh, we, we will keep an eye on this story, and um, we're doing all we can to um, get Three Rivers to uh, pull their fingers out and come on the show. It seems really odd that, that, that they won't come on and to defend their action or, or inaction. No, eight four five nine four double five five zero five. Catherine had a request request from Scott. Could you do that noise again, please? Which noise? The um, I can't remember what on earth you were doing. Snails. It. Yeah. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there's a lane blocked between Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and 6A for the M25. It's because two lanes there are blocking the outside lane after an accident and around four cars are on the uh, in, on the hard shoulder. That's causing long queues all the way back to Junction 9 for Redbourne at the moment and it was already slow there after another accident that's blocking a lane at the southbound carriageway. On the M1 northbound, it's starting to get heavy now as well past Junction 6 for the 6A for the M25 and 7 for Hemel Hempstead with people slowing down to look at that accident. Having a look at the A1M Southbound, it's very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And in Clop Hill on the A6 Bedford Road, that's looking very heavy on the speed sensors between Back Street and the A507. On the trains, there are 20 minute delays on Virgin trains between Milton Keynes and London Euston. That's also affecting London Midland services. And the London Overground has delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signalling problem at the station there. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.16. It's Tuesday the 2nd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. Banks are placing adverts in newspapers today warning customers about telephone scams. And a survey by the parenting website Netmums suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. BBC Three Counties Radio. weekday morning. You can book your place on the show now. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Come on and get some help, get some assistance. Tackling your consumer problems. I couldn't trace an account in any of the names, any of the addresses that were given. For it to be running for six weeks and then for them to cut it all off again just doesn't make any sense. The JVS show fights for your rights. He came to me and asked if I could go and have a word with said bank. I had an email from the bank to say that you've been in touch with them and the senior customs relations manager was most apologetic. Thankfully, you managed to get your money back. Yeah, but that was due to, obviously, your station itself. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, any Texas? Yeah, we have. What we got? Maff in Hanslope. Hey, can't morning, Maff. Can't see all the fuss over the nativity play on the multicultural front as there is only one Christian in it, says Maff. Actually, you're wrong, Maff. There are no Christians in it. What? They were Jews. What? I find the whole um, thing very confusing. The nativity? Yeah. There's a man on the line who can help you out with Oh, is there? Well, that's very, very handy. There is a man on the line who can help. We'll go there in a second. Any more Texas before we move on? Well, it feels inappropriate. OK, good. In that case, no. <laughs> a report out by Netmums today suggests that two out of three schools won't be putting on an activity play this year. We'd love to uh, know what's going on in your school, your kids' school. And are you bothered, really? Uh, yeah, I thought they might be. The survey of 2,000 parents found that 7% of schools refused to call it a Christmas or nativity performance, favouring terms like winter celebration. But 64% of mums and dads at schools which don't perform a play are pushing for one which will come as music to the ears of my next guest, no doubt, the Reverend Andrew Holford, Rector of Baldock. Good morning, Reverend. Good morning. So it would appear that there is uh, still an appetite for the nativity, even in uh, an increasingly secular society. Yes, well, I'm not sure that's really news, is it? Because um, uh, I think children, uh, parents are keen that their children learn traditional stories, and so they, uh, so, so they want them to um, take part in them at, uh, at Christmas. What, what, what do you think about the, the changing of the story slightly to include, like, um, Spacemen and Father Christmas and uh, wheelie bins as well, we heard earlier on? <laughs> well, that... <laughs> I'm sure that updating the story can be a a really good way of helping children to get to grips with the underlying meaning of what's going on. Um, I'm not quite sure about wheelie bins and things like that. I've never come across a nativity play with wheelie bins, but I'm sure they exist. Um, But, um, yeah, I'm sure it it can be helpful. When um, we hear people changing the the word Christmas to winter festival or or, or dropping the, uh, the Christian nativity, we quite often hear the argument, oh, yeah, we don't want to offend any other faiths. But 
other faiths don't tend to care, do they? It seems to be white middle-class people that are, are worried they might tread on somebody else's toes. Yeah, I think that's very true. Um, uh, my experience is that uh, people of other faiths are very keen that, um, uh, that, that Christianity should be taught and practised in, in, well, certainly the church schools, which I'm involved in, uh, because it, it gives a good moral structure and gives boundaries and uh, values and things like that, and that's, that's what they want for their children. Um, and it's, it's usually those who are um, strongly uh, of no faith who, who think that we, they don't want it. See, I'm of no particular faith, but I, I want it. My boy, I think my boy's a shepherd. And I, I'm over the, you know, A, it's a cracking story, mm. whether you buy it or not. And also, it's, it's a tradition. And for me, Christmas yeah. is a lot about tradition. And it's traditional yeah. to see, you know, five-year-old kids wearing tea towels on their heads. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know if Sainsbury's is selling out this year. Um, uh, yes, I mean, the, the nativity play, of course, is um, the greatest story ever told. And it's come, it comes from the best-selling book of all time. Um, and it's one of those things that makes um, the time of year what it is. So I, I think to dumb it down and to pretend that it's, um, that it's something uh, that it just goes along with, with, with all, the, all the rest of the Christmas traditions rather than being uh, the reason for it all um, is a shame. Um, and we're actually doing our children out of, uh, of knowing the truth. Uh, two out of three schools won't be putting on a nativity play this year. How does that make you feel as a reverend? Um, I think that's very sad, but of course the two out of three um, includes the updated nativities, I think, doesn't it? So, yes. So, so if, you, uh, if you reduce that so that uh, the updated nativities will be included within those that uh, do celebrate Christmas, then it's uh, possibly a slightly more acceptable figure. Uh, Reverend, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Reverend uh, Andrew Holford, Rector of uh, Bulldog. You didn't ask him to back me up. Matt from Hanslope suggesting there's only one Christian in the Nativity. There are no Christians. Is Jesus not a Christian? Ask the Reverend. Reverend? (laughs) How many Christians are in the Nativity story? Well, you're you're correct um, that Jesus wasn't a Christian. Uh, uh, If you define Christians as people who follow Christ, then I suppose you could include the wise men um, and the shepherds within that category. But of course... um, because the the point of the uh, the Christian story, uh, Christ dying and being and, and being raised to life again, hadn't happened at that stage. Oh. Um, uh, I, I mean, yes, it is true to say that um, strictly there are no Christians in the in the nativity story. Reverend, thank you very much indeed. All right, boom. I believe. <laughs> Did you say boom after the reverend's educated us all for goodness sakes? I went to Church of England school. I got educated. I was confused when he was saying the best-selling book. Was he talking about Fifty Shades of Grey? I'm confused. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, 08459 I did. He, did you notice he pwned me a little bit? Yeah, he pwned you all over the shop. He didn't pwn me all over the shop, mate, but when he, he, I, I think it's a great tradition, the nativity play. I don't particularly believe, I don't actually believe the story. Uh, but uh, he said it was quite sad to lump it in with the other Christmas traditions and that it was the true story. Well, that's his job. That's, that's literally his job, is doing that. It's a cracking story. There was a film recently, I don't think anyone watched it apart from me. Um, I've got it on DVD. Of Mr the, Turner? Of the real, the nativity story. Oh. It's amazing, it's beautiful. It's She's like 11, isn't she? She's not very old. And it took the wise men three years to get there. Yeah. 
You so didn't know that, you see? You didn't mention that. Well, it was a long way. They were on a camel. Exactly. It'd be a really long play, though, if they'd... Real time, yeah. Not star do of wonder, star of light. Round star again. Star of royal beauty <laughs> bright. Westward leading, still proceeding. One in a taxi, no, one in no. a car. Oh, no. ah, 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 ah. And I hate to pwn you again, but they didn't sing that. Christmas time. Oh no. La la la. la, la. la okay, la. I know what they, we all know what they sang, don't we? Morning, folks. Everybody! Oh, oh yeah! We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. I'm pretty sure we're now all banned from the kingdom of heaven. Wait, whoa! Oh. God, God loves reggae. Saying, I was the first person. I was the first person to play uh, Bob Marley on British radio. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> Were you though, really? That's going to be my new catchphrase. Hey, um, I nearly wished the Reverend a reggae Christmas. No, I don't, well, he might like it. He'd I love think it. He would have loved it. Of course, he would have loved it. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Dick names. What have we got? <laughs> We're going. <laughs> can't say that. Did, I, I bet there is somebody out there called Dick Name. Yep, of course there is. Stop saying it. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. We are, you. what did your mum used to call your bits? And we are treading very, very carefully around this. We have young ears and Ofcom listening. And I'm glad that we put enough space in between the last item yep. and this. Yes, yes, okay? yes. Okay, so let's all... All right, I'm going in. On the text. Morning, Ian, Kelly and Kath. Cover your oh, ears. Hi. My willy was called a dinkle. Kind of weird thinking back on it now. Love you all. Adam from Aylesbury. Yeah. <laughs> My mum used to call it Willykins, says Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this happening? Uh, We've got Pimmel. A what? Victoria says it's the Pimmel in our house. These are on Twitter. What, which gender is that? <laughs> um, Adam says whistle. Considering what one does to a whistle, in retrospect, it seems ill-advised. Oh, dear. Simon says Winky. David says Percy. Um, uh, Michael says... <laughs> mum would say... Call it the curse of the men in our family, and then she'd wiggle her little finger. Oh dear! Really? Heck! <laughs> well, says, well, I think we're treading on this, uh, treading I around. I think we're being sensitive. Yes. I think uh, we need to do a late night show. Yeah, I think we definitely do. Can we do a late night show? Can we do this show over Christmas on a late night one night, guys? You can. Oh, oh wait, four five nine four. Probably best if we do these on the text. Actually, eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. We will tread uh, as delicately as we can. I don't think this is related. I hope not. Peter Warmer Green says, "Play Jules Holland, Hop the Wag." What? what? Peter? What, 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 did Peter text us? I think he's meaning to send that to one of his other radio stations. Oh dearie, Heart. dearie. Heart. Yeah. Harriet's on the line. Good morning, Harriet. Morning, Ian. What have we got for us? You've not called us for ages. Where have you been? Um, busy. What, have you been in prison? No. Have you been at sea? No. Have you been I've ill? Been, I've, I've been on holiday in Jersey. I've got engaged. Congratulations. Congratulations for, for your holiday. What, 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 all this stuff's happened. Wow, I feel like we don't know you anymore. <laughs> Who you got engaged to? My my boyfriend. Yeah, that would be that would be it. That would be it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well done. Yeah, traditional. What have you got for us, Harriet? Um, well, I don't think Christmas cards suck really because I hand illustrate over two hundred every year. Why do you do that? Well, I give my mum a load of them because oh. she likes to send them. Yeah. And we're all shaking our heads Hello? here. We're all sh- yeah, we're all shaking our heads here. Just how sad your life has turned out. You were so promising to start with. 
Hello? Oh. Gosh. Ha- hello? That, I think she fell down a crack in the floor. She's very tiny, is our Harriet. Harriet? Her, um, Harriet? Harriet? Harriet. She's gone. Uh, her her fiancé has uh, found out she's talking to another man and has got furious. I don't think that relationship will last. I hope it does. Alan uh, says, and he does a sad face using oh, no. punctuation, little teapot. Oh. <laughs> but only when you put your hand on your hip. This is, this is the best phone in. Oh, Harriet, you're back. Yep. What happened there? I'm not sure. OK, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, we're all excited that you make so many Christmas cards and we're all nodding our heads saying it sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I did illustration at university, so it kind of seems a good way to use it. But do you get money for it? Um, I don't, but I do give a load of them to the church um, and they sell them to raise funds for whatever they need to repair in the church or whatever charity they're supporting that winter. Harriet, you're lovely. No. Yeah, Thank she's you. lovely. No, no. Why are you hand illustrating 200? Well, do one I'm gonna... and do it, get them printed. Copy it, photocopy it, isn't it? No, it's Get your mum to photocopy no, it, it'll work. the whole idea is if they're hand illustrated individually, yeah. each one is a piece of artwork oh. and you can sell it for slightly more so it raises a bit more money. Oh. Well, I mean, that's very noble of you. And I feel bad saying this. He's going to say it anyway, Harriet. Brace yourself. Christmas uh-huh. cards suck. Harriet, they don't. Not yours. I get, I get, I get so many people who I send some to, and my mum sends them to, actually writing and specifically saying they appreciate the individual artworks. That's great. That is great, and I don't. Now now it feels like I'm having a personal attack on you, and I'm not at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was awkward, though. Harriet, can I have one of your Christmas cards? Yeah, of got, course you got, can. Actually, yeah, you got to pay for it though because it's for charity. Yeah, I'll do that. How much are they, Harriet? We're selling them at about um, two pounds each. Oh, mates! Oh, travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some serious problems on the M1 in both directions. It's now completely blocked between Junction 7 for Hamler Hempstead and 6A for the M25. It's after a multi-vehicle accident earlier that has been cleared, but a second accident happened in the same stretch. So it's at a standstill with tailbacks to Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And also on the M1 southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. With Cuse to Junction 12 for Flitwick there, sorry, because of another accident involving a lorry and a car that happened earlier on. And on the M1 northbound, and there are two lanes blocked between Junction uh, 6A for the M25 and 7 for Hammerhamstead because of another accident as well. It's very slow through there. Having a look elsewhere, the M25 anti-clockwise is very slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And on the trains, there's been a signal failure at London Euston, so there are 20-minute delays on Virgin Trains, London Midland and the London Overground. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, thank you, Alan. Look at Alan's little teapot! Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. Banks are placing adverts in newspapers today warning customers about telephone scams and a survey by the parenting website Netmums suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Milton Keynes Dons travel to fellow League One promotion hopefuls Sheffield United this evening. Victory for the Dons would move them up to third. Manager Carl Robinson will again rotate strikers Will Grigg and Benica Fobi, despite a Fobi's hat-trick on Saturday, taking him to 18 goals for the season. I want to keep them both happy. Um, I've been criticised in, in recent years for only having one striker. Um, now when I get two strikers and rotate them and they're both scoring, everyone's still looking for more. Um, I, I, I don't know what people want me to do because every time I keep the two players happy, uh, two players have got 25 goals. The, the, it's working. And you can hear full commentary on MK Dons at Sheffield United on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. There are also six Premier League matches tonight, including Manchester United versus Stoke and Liverpool away to Leicester. Meanwhile, Liverpool have told the BBC they'll be speaking to Mario Balotelli after the controversial striker posted an image online last night containing words of an anti-Semitic nature. The FA are also investigating. In non-league football, there are FA Trophy replays for Bedford Town at Western Supermare and St Albans at Wealdstone in the Southern League Premier Arlsey host Chesham Biggleswade to return to Hitchin Bedford's Olympic canoe slalom champion Etienne Stott has been named in next year's elite Rio squad ahead of the 2016 Olympics in Brazil it's the first step towards defending his C2 title it's really important it's a great sort of step for, for me and Mark my new crewmate to kind of have that support of the team so yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's very important you know I've had injuries and I've been kind of a little bit out of the scene and, and my crewmate who I won the gold with, Tim Bailey, has retired. And Buckinghamshire driver Mark Webber says the angle of impact during a crash in a World Endurance Championship race saved him from a more serious injury. The former Milton Keynes Red Bull driver spent the night in hospital after the accident in Brazil on Sunday. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Song calling me Hell Down the road It's where I'll always be oh, I think it's disgusting Every stop I make I make a new friend Can't stay for long Just turn around And I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Morning, folks. That's the end of that. Sorry, guys. We got a busy. We got a busy we all show. We know what happens. We've got a very, very busy show. We all know what happens. Oh, we don't very... have any real content till the news. What? What, what are you what? talking about? We have got plenty of co- Daily's content. Yeah, exactly. Can you play that again? I was loving that. No, Maybe mate. tomorrow I wanna settle down. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. You'll learn the words. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow, <laughs> Justin. You will. I like it. Yeah, I know. But I know we got a busy show, mate. Okay, fair enough. Lots to talk about. Lots to do. And I pressed the wrong button. 08459-455-555. Can I ask you a delicate question? I'm hoping you can handle this delicately. Talking to me? Yeah. Okay. What did your mum used to call it? Um, to be honest with you, um, I've forgotten. I mean, I've got a name for it myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I bet you have. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. 
Right. We've uh, got some female versions. Oh, yeah, go on. These are the ladies. Dave Watts in Milton Keynes says his um, mum told his girls it's called a bunny. Which makes me wonder, Dave, is your mum Spanish? Because that's what they call it. Uh, and my boss told her daughter it was called her flower. I mean, that's nice. OK. Just, ju- ju- Justin, no. Yes. no. No, 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 you stay out of this now. Got a great story for you. No, thanks. OK. I'm already... <laughs> people are already looking up the, the Ofcom number now. I don't, I can't, okay. don't want to... It's good phoning, though. Nobody else is doing it. It's really? tricky. And, uh, a as, as, a mother of, as a mother of two daughters, it does. Um, it is something you need to address, and I mm. still haven't found the right term. We haven't labelled um, girls' bits yet for the boys. No, it's, it's tricky. We haven't uh, come up with that yet. Spider Willy. What? So, Justin, you've been out talking about Christmas cards. Yeah, you were talking about this this morning. They and, uh, sucked. Out. Well, it started because yeah. there's a t- Tony Blair's Christmas card. It's him and his wife, and he looks he looks terrified. <laughs> uh, rightfully, <laughs> as he should do. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, this morning you've been saying how much you hate them. Uh, Not the Blairs, Christmas cards. Christmas cards. Um, they're a complete and utter waste of time. Yep. Why are people still doing this? They suck. Uh, yes, you sent me out into the streets to ask that question. Christmas cards, do they suck? I don't think you're going to like what people had to say. Yeah. I've been on the streets this morning. Boss, here's what happened. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Jamie, I'm on the streets this morning. Ian Lee says Christmas cards suck. What do you think? Uh, miserable. Anything else to add? <laughs> no. Lovely hat, sir. What's your name? Uh, my name's Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Christmas cards suck. No, they're fine. They're good for relations, keeping in touch with people you've not seen for all year. People you don't care about, then? No, you do care about them, but it's a busy life. Your family is all over the country. You know, you just might not get to see them that year. Do I send Christmas card? Yes, I do. Aren't you wasting your time? No. Why'd you do it? Uh, because it's just Christmas all about sharing. Nobody cares though, do they? Nobody cares about your card. They do care because when you send a card, you're actually saying your mind to someone that you really remember them, and then Christmas all about sharing. The ladies, the ladies. The ladies' perspective with Ian Lee across beds, hearts, and bucks. The ladies, the ladies, the ladies, the ladies. I do. I do send Christmas cards to friends and family, but not to work because we do a charity thing. Right, because Ian Lee back in our studio saying they are completely pointless nowadays. Nobody cares about Christmas cards. Well, so yeah, I'm of an age where we do still send Christmas cards, so I'm going to carry on for a little while longer, even though the postage is getting a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Do you still send Christmas cards? Yeah, we do send Christmas cards. Ian Lee says they suck. Yeah, we send Christmas cards to friends. And family. But not enemies. We still send to enemies. We still send to everybody. You still send Christmas cards even to your worst enemies? We do send because it's a, a month of celebration, yeah. Because we are Christians. So we do send to everybody to show love to everybody. Do you give to receive? No, no, no. Nah. No. You give because you love. Guys, I love you too. Have a great day, guys, in the rain. Take care. Thank you. God bless you. Bless you. 
flipping it. There you go. Not really? one person. Not, <laughs> really? Uh, not one person I spoke to this morning. And do you know what, Ian? I tried my best in there for you, but by putting those questions to people saying, come on, nobody really cares, not one person I spoke to doesn't send Christmas cards. You have been pwned on the streets, my friend. Well, it's not pwnership, mate. It is. Well, no, it's not pwnership. Everyone's entitled. Obviously, there are still suckers out there that will send Christmas cards that will mm-hmm. buy into this nonsense. But you know, Christmas cards were invented. They were made up so that they could... A, a, a Hallmark said, right, how can we make more money? I know. Yeah. Let's create Christmas cards because suckers like Dealey <laughs> will buy them. Spend people, money on them. People are still buying into it, even now. Well, it's it, people bought into Black Friday. People bought into Cyber Monday. People mm-hmm. buy into One Direction. It doesn't mean that they're any good. Okay, take your point. But on the streets this morning, every single person, unfortunately for you, disagrees. Actually, I've never heard a One Direction song. They might be brilliant. True. Mm. Catherine? Yeah. Christmas cards um, are just another thing I have to do as the wife in the family, and it annoys me. Christmas cards. La, 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 la. Yeah. Christmas cards. It's all very well la, buying la, the cards. La, la, if you're not going to write them out, Christmas then that's another job cards. for me, isn't it? La, 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 la. So if I forget about Christmas it, Christmas cards. My fault. La, 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 la. As a social Christmas secretary, cards. the cook, bottle washer, picker upper. And that's just here. At home, it's even worse. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Christmas to all of those people who won't be getting a card from me this year because, to be honest, I've got too much to do. They are just a complete. Uh, hey, um, um, there is. Just, you're still there? Yeah. Victor, uh, the Victoria's Secrets. Victoria's Secrets are having a show. Are they? Yeah, do you fancy going? Well, you know what? I have to say, I was in their shop on uh, Friday for Black Friday, actually. Oh. And um, if you go into the shop, I think it's here, yeah, Brent Cross, um, they've got all these huge, great big screens up in the shop. And what I like about Victoria's Secret, yes, they haven't just got the underwear in there, but they will show you the models wearing. Beautiful. the underwear on the Beautiful. big screen. Beautiful stuff. Well, they're having a show in that there, London, uh, and I wondered if you fancy going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, put me down as a plus one. Cass, do you want to come? I'm in it, so uh, oh. it's going to be tricky. <laughs> Might be able to get you in for now. Could you squeeze us in? Could you squeeze us both in? I'll see. Thank you very much. a lot of demand. Thank you, Just. So up for Ta-ta. that. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Eddie the sequel. You remember that guy, Eddie the Eagle? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. He used to live in Bedford. He used to be local and vocal. He's not anymore. He's a nice lad. Mm-hmm. I met him. He's a nice lad. He's good in Splash, wasn't he? What? Try He was good in Splash, isn't it? Try He was good. Go ahead for Mega Movie on Britain's Lovable Loser. They keep talking about this film about Eddie the Eagle Edwards. And it, 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 here's, here's a, a fact, guys. It will never happen. It, would, it should have happened in the first five years. Lovable ski-jumping flop Eddie the Eagle Edwards is making a leap into movies. No, he's not the son. A big screen version of the Olympian's heroic failures has finally... Been given the go-ahead. Who, 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 is, who would have given the go-ahead to this nonsense? I reckon a Richard Curtis might do a good job on that. What? It'd be a Brit flick. It is not yet clear who will play Eddie. They've put big glasses on famous actors. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Bond. Mission Impossible. Rupert Grint. <laughs> no. Sorry, it's the star of uh, Thunderpants. No. None of those people are adequate. But the movie, which will be filmed in Germany next year, will be given the kick-ass treatment as Matthew Vaughan's Marv films are behind it. A source said, aka, we made this up, Eddie is a national institution and his story would make a great Hollywood tale. What? Rubbish man goes and does something 
rubbish and people like him for a bit and he makes a career out of being a plum. Oh, you do it. It's very harsh. The film will be a cool running style underdog story with a lot of comedy. But with Matthew at the helm, it will also include a lot of action and special effects. No one would go and see this. No one would go and see this rubbish. What's, what, what, why, 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 why can't we just get Pardon? Pardon? Um, Sorry? Hey? What? what did I say? Can you just... I don't know. What was that? No one will go and see this rubbish. You sounded like the scat man. <laughs> I don't know what, who or what that is. Me do. I'm a scat man. Bee ba 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 da bo. Right at the beginning, that's what you sounded like. <laughs> hey, so Prince Harry was going to come out yesterday with a secret. He had a big secret. Big news, big news. Prince Harry will be coming out I think, with a secret. I think we may have even reported here. Big news, Prince Harry's come out with a secret. And you're thinking, what's it going to be? It was something to do with no more shame, wasn't it? Right. So we thought it was going to be something... World AIDS Day. No more shame. So he's going to come out with a big secret, OK? Prince Harry has confessed his big secret. He get, gets nervous when he wears a suit and has to speak in front of people. Oh, for God. Really? Try again, Harry. Come on, why don't you tell us that your dad is a lizard? You know, that your grandmother is a shapeshifter. Why don't you tell us something like that? Make something up, we'd never make, know. Make something up! We'd never know, like the lady just said. Oh, I'll get... I don't know what I'm doing a cockney voice, but... Oh, I'll get a bit nervous when I've got to talk in front of people. Why don't you tell us a really good secret? Tell us that, you, you know, you... you, you mm. You've seen, you've seen your brother in the buff and, uh, you know, you tell us something exciting. Yeah. Oh, I'll get a little bit nervous. Plum. Royal Travel Plum. For beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long queues on the M1 southbound towards London from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road all the way to Junction 6A for the M25 after a second accident on the southbound carriageway. And on the M1 northbound, it's queuing from Junction 6A for the M25 uh, because of an accident there earlier that closed the road, has reopened, but it's very, very slow through there still at the moment. As a result of those problems, the A5 southbound is very slow between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne and also the... Uh, A41 southbound in Hemel Hempstead's very slow between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Back to the motorways, the A1M southbound's also looking very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and Junction 7 for Stevenage. And looking at the trains, those problems on Virgin Trains London Midland and the London Overgrounds have now cleared after the signal failure has been fixed, so they're running to time again now. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.46, it's Tuesday, the 2nd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. Police say they are dealing with numerous collisions on the M1 in Hertfordshire. And a survey by the parenting website Netmum suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Uh, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Quite a cloudy start to the day, but it's reasonably mild. The temperature outside, 6, 7 Celsius. Have one or two outbreaks of rain at the moment. Just light, patchy rain, maybe a burst of heavier rain in there, but it's really nothing too much to worry about. Um, this outbreak of rain is going to continue through the day. It's the approaching cold front, which is causing all this uh, cloud to appear, but also a strengthening northeasterly breeze as well. So it's going to feel quite chilly, quite raw through the day. Uh, the temperature is not going to get much warmer than it is now, actually, at 
get around 8 Celsius by the end of the afternoon. Overnight, though, the rain will move out of the way and the cloud will shift south and eastwards. So most of us should get some clear skies. And that's going to mean the temperature dropping right down. Sparkles of grass frost everywhere tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature down to 3 Celsius. For tomorrow morning, again, clear skies mean quite a chilly start. Sparkles of frost, but they won't last for too long. Looks like a dry day the majority tomorrow. Some sunny spells, but the cloud will start to increase as we head through the afternoon. And that's thick enough in some parts to maybe produce a spot of rain. The maximum temperature tomorrow, just 9 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Tonight, revenge is in the air. It's a good goal, we've just said he's dangerous. MK Dons travel to Sheffield United, hoping to avenge their defeat in the League Cup. It's Higdon, who's got the second goal for Sheffield United. We'll bring you the whole game in Three County Sport. I understand there's an exciting around Milton Keynes, but I've never felt this around Milton Keynes before. Into the net, the Dons lead! Tonight from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Paul in Milton Keynes is furious that I've been dissing Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Paul, well, what's no, your beef? Okay. No, oh, hang on. What's going on? Hello? No, no, um, no, not at all, Ian. No, oh, no. He's, oh, he's oh. a hero. But basically, I'm in my 60s. The childhood hero for most of the country was Don Thompson in the, um, I think it was in the 50k or 25k walk in the Olympics. He, there was only two gold medals won that year. Anita Lons were in the swimming, and well, he won the, the gold. In walking? Yeah, yeah, what race was his walking. Name? You know, where they walk really quickly. It's oh, quite yeah. amusing to watch. But what was his name? Uh, Don Thompson. Wasn't he the fella um, in Rising Damp? No, no. <laughs> no, I don't oh, think it was so. Don Warrington. Wasn't he the fella in Miami Vice? <laughs> no, no, he was no, only was little Don chap. Johnson. He was only about five foot five. Was he, had... the, he was the wee fella in Dad's Army, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, no, was no, Stale. no, no. If you tap it in, there was, I think there was a film made about him, actually. And um, But to my dad, I mean, my dad's been long gone, but, they, yeah. uh, you know, at the time, he was an absolute hero because he, you know, it was unexpected, I think. And uh, he came in and said, there was only two, I think it was the Greek Olympics, 1964 or something like that. And he, he, he used to train in his parents' bathroom he go in and put all the heaters on because what? he knew it was going to be very hot in Greece. And um, anyway, he came out and won it. And um, a li- tiny little chap he was, unbelievable. And uh, I think he, he was the hero of the nation at the time. And there's a film about him. There was it? Yeah, made art soon after him. Yeah, if you tap him in on the internet, you'll, uh, you, you know, you, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll find out. I, you know, I, I, I certainly won't be doing that, Paul. But thank you very much indeed. A film about f- a fast walker. Do they still? Is that still a thing? You'd often see uh, people walking in in parks. You probably can't use the term mincing anymore. But that's it. Was a very camp. You know, it was a. It's Nordic walking. A now. wiggle of the bum. It's all about the Nordic walk. That's with the sticks. Yeah. The ski sticks. Yeah. Blimey. Although oh, I saw some right wallies uh, in the lakes, and they just bought one. They are expensive, though. Fair play. They just bought one stick. I went into a, a camping shop last night. Uh, there's a camping shop where I live, right? And it's tiny. It's tiny. Then I went upstairs. It's flipping massive. It's the size of whales. Have they got um, an incline you can walk up in the boots? No, they didn't have an incline. There's one like that right I wanted here. to get some walking shoes as opposed to uh, sitting down shoes. <laughs> Dancing boots. OK, guys, thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
uh, something you might want to have a, a, a say on, the anti-abortion campaigner who organised a 40-day, 40-night protest outside a clinic in Milton Keynes is staging another protest. Andy Burton led the 40 Days for Life Christian group demo outside Acorn House, except he didn't take the title too literally, as we found when we popped up there to see him to find out he'd nipped home for a kip. But Andy, you're going to be back on Sunday with a different plan, aren't you? I'm morning in, yes, I am, yes. So you, you, you're no longer with the 40 Days for Life Christian group. Why is that? Um, because it was mainly made up of Catholics, and um, I did some research, and it's unbiblical to be praying with pagans, so I came out of that and resigned. And I'm, I'm very much on my own, just me and my Lord. So, so ca- I, uh, Catholics are pagans? Yes, that's correct. OK, um, so you're, you're doing something called a Jericho Walk. Explain that to the listener. Well, it's found in the book of Joshua, in the Old Testament of the Bible, uh, where Joshua and his men um, walked, marched around the perimeter of Jericho um, once per day, silently, uh, for seven days. But on the seventh day, Ian... The walls uh, came tumbling down. (laughs) Well, not until they walked around seven times on the seventh day. Right. Um, and the trumpet was blown. So you're doing this outside um, uh, an abortion clinic in Milton Keynes. Are, are, are you, you're not hoping that the walls will fall, come, come, come a tumbling down, are you? Well, I, I am um, spiritually hoping for that, right. Ian. What um, does that mean? Well, we're told that we're, uh, we're not fighting as um, born-again Christians against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against principalities and powers of Satan. Um, and Acorn House, uh, the latest abortion figures for 2013... Uh, Acorn House um, aborted 1,013 children in Milton Keynes. Now, uh, 20 of those were done by Milton Keynes General Hospital, but the vast majority of that 1,013 babies were slaughtered at Acorn House. And I'm trying to raise awareness of that, Ian. You're using very emotive language, slaughtering of children. Well, I'm actually trying to hold back, because we're also told to... um, Well, this is you holding back. Well, yes, it is, because we're supposed to speak in, in, in love, real love, but we're also um, commanded to speak in truth. So there's no point um, d- dressing up what is actually um, 98% of those uh, that slaughter is done for uh, on the altar of convenience. Is, well, th- 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 is there ever, uh, Andy, in your view, um, a legitimate reason for abortion? Well, apart from ectopic pregnancy, uh, which, when the... That's not really um, an abortion per se, because you're not deliberately trying to kill the baby. You're trying to save the life of the mother. Okay. But we know... So if it, if it saves the life of the mother, yeah. then you can abort? With, with ectopic pregnancy, there is a loophole where people will say, um, we've got to give this lady an abortion uh, to save her life. However, not many people have realise that it can take three hours for a a pregnant woman to have her uterus dilated enough. If that's the case where her life is in danger, do a quick C-section. Save them both, Ian. Save them both. Don't be so selfish and use excuses to slaughter that child. I'm misunderstanding what an ectopic pregnancy then is, because I thought that was when the baby's forming in the tube and not in the uterus. Uh, Correct. So you can't really save that baby, can you? Well, uh, you, you would think not, but if you, there, are, there are some studies, in some recent studies, where that baby has actually, that ectopic baby would normally die, you're correct, but it has, uh, there is instances where it's actually been uh, implanted in the uterus, in the correct, okay. the correct Here, here's, a, here's a fantasy scenario, 13-year-old girl, been raped by her dad, she's pregnant, surely she should be allowed to abort that baby. 
Well, no, because um, that innocent child is completely... Uh, had nothing to do with that. Which innocent that child incident. are we talking about? The 13-year-old who would then have to go through a, another physical uh, um, torment of, of giving birth? Well, great point, Ian. They're, they're both innocent children. Uh, the incest is a separate issue that needs to be dealt with. However, that child, she's, she's already a victim of incest... Yeah. Would we Why want, punish her any, any, any further? Would we want to worsen that and make her a murderer? No, we need to support that young child well, exactly, and, and the baby. Her, and we need, you need to support that young child and say, look, what's happened to you is horrible, and what's going to happen to you if you have an abortion is also horrible, but, but you're not a murderer. You, you, you're not doing anything wrong by that. And instead of punishing her more and labelling her as you would do a murderer, that's a terrible thing to do to a child who's been raped by her dad. Well, anyone that um, has actually taken the time to look on YouTube at an abortion procedure, it's very hard to have a look at these dismembered bodies and headless uh, limbs and say that it is anything but murder, Ian. But, but you'd still punish a, th- a, a child who'd been a victim of incest? No, I previously said that I would say that they both, these two innocent children, need our love and care and to be fully supported. Now, there, there is this, um, this story that was running in the Daily Mail a few years ago of a 13-year-old that was raped. It wasn't incest, it was rape. Now, she, uh, the, the parents wanted this 13-year-old girl to have an abortion. She went against their wishes, had the baby. The whole family bonded over this, Ian. Oh, that's nice. Brought them together. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen in every instance. No, it may no, be. it could tear families apart. Well, it can, Ian. Let's be realistic. But are you let gonna the be, baby live. Are you going to be speaking to any of the women who are going in? Well, I certainly hope so, Ian. Um, you know, I've spoken to many, many women. Um, some have got in their cars and have had a, a, a stay of reprieve for that child. Whether they went back later, I don't know. Only, only the Lord knows. But um, I, I always try and speak in love and truth to the women, uh, to fully inform them. But where's the... The thing is, I, I do not think... I'm sure there are a, a, a tiny percentage of women who do it for convenience. The majority of women, the, major, the vast majority of women, are not taking this decision lightly. It's not a, oh, man, I got pregnant. All right, let's go and get rid of it. They, they have put a lot of thought, uh, a lot of effort into this, and it is a very, very emotional uh, and painful time for them, physically and mentally and spiritually. To have you kind of saying that they are committing murder, that they are slaughtering a child, that they are sinners, they are murderers... That's going to be very upsetting. Why, why don't you just let them get on with, with the painful decision that they've got to make? What, what's it got to do with you? Well, it, it's worse now you describe him because the NHS, according to the Milton Keynes Citizen newspaper of the 13th of May 2012, uh, stated that the NHS spends a million pounds per week on repeat abortions. This isn't uh, just abortions. So it's a, a financial thing. It's a financial Andy, thing that's crippling the country. Listen, we're running out of time, and I do appreciate you coming on, because you, you, you know you're going to get a rough ride, but you do come on, so thank you for that. But I, I ask you again, Andy, why would you make these, these women who are in... Uh, most of them are in desperate state. Why would you make that awful moment in their lives even worse? Because 37% of those women, Ian, according to studies, go on to kill again. And someone needs to stand in the gap, like the Bible tells us to, and stop this slaughter. Because studies show that abortion is linked to promiscuity, alcoholism, anxiety and depression and suicide, Ian. We need to stop this, Ian. Please help us. Andy Burton, thank you very much indeed. He'll be starting his protest, I believe, this Sunday outside Acorn House.
over to you. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 towards London has severe delays from Junction 12 for Flitwick now towards Junction 6A for the M25 after two accidents. Two lanes are currently closed at the moment. And it's also causing queues on the A41 southbound through Hemel Hempstead. It's very slow between the Two Waters Road at the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And also the A5 southbound is very slow between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne as well. Also queuing on the M1 northbound between Junction 6A for the M25 and 7 for Hemel Hempstead after another accident and the A1M southbound's queuing between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for Hitchin. Stevenage. Samantha the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Lots of people on Twitter saying, don't get this bloke on. I've switched off until he goes. Don't let him on again. Well, I think it's important to hear Andy and people like that so that we know what's going on. We'll discuss it after the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, residents' anger at Hertfordshire Council, police issue M1 warning and Baldock Vicar backs traditional nativity. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. The authority maintains it cannot legally enforce the owners of the Newlands Park site to carry out repairs and fix problems. More from Tony Fisher. The residents, who say they only ask for help from St Albans Tory MP Anne Main after exhausting all other avenues, are upset about the tone of the response, which they describe as offensive and demeaning. And Maine has encouraged the council leader to visit the site and says it's a great shame she's dismissed the concerns of her constituents and attempts to assist them as playing party politics. Police say they're dealing with numerous collisions on the M1 in Hertfordshire. They say the collisions have been on both the north and southbound carriageways between junctions 7 and 6. Police are warning drivers to avoid the area if at all possible. Banks are placing adverts in newspapers today warning customers about telephone scams. Many cases have been reported in this region with people conned by bogus police officers or bank officials. An estimated £24 million has been tricked out of unsuspecting victims, up from £7 million in the previous 12 months. Tony Blake is a fraud prevention officer. I would encourage people to ring back. Leave it five minutes and make sure you ring a number you know, not a number you've been given. Phone on another phone, make a quick call to a friend or neighbour, relation, so you know your line's clear uh, and then you know you're talking to the right people and check them out, check people mm. out. People aren't always who they say they are. Residents in a tiny Hertfordshire village were threatened by three burglars who forced their way into their house on Sunday night. The men stole jewellery from the house in Levens Green before fleeing in a car at about 9pm. Police were visiting residents to reassure them yesterday and say burglaries like this are very rare in East Hertfordshire. The government's second new garden city is to be built at Bicester in Oxfordshire, just over the Buckinghamshire border, with 13,000 new homes and a new railway station. It follows Ebbsfleet in Kent and will mimic the post-war building of new towns like Stevenage and Milton Keynes. A survey by the parenting website Netmums suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Almost 2,200 parents took part in the study. Many of them said schools had replaced the Christmas story and carols with a so-called updated nativity featuring modern characters and pop songs. Reverend Andrew Holford is the rector of, Be- of Baldock 
The Nativity Play, of course, is um, the greatest story ever told, and it's come, it comes from the best-selling book of all time. I, I think to dumb it down and to pretend that it's, that it's something that uh, just goes along with, with, with all, the, all the rest of the Christmas traditions, rather than being uh, the reason for it all, is a shame. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons travel to fellow League One promotion hopefuls Sheffield United this evening. Victory for the Dons would move them up to third. The weather cloudy with outbreaks of rain or drizzle and a cold wind. A maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I want to touch, I want to feel. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. Looking at the day's biggest topics, bringing local stories to life and tackling your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. High quality financial advice with independent financial advisor Rory Joseph and the Bucks woman who makes handbags out of hardback books. From three. Roberto Peroni. We'll have the best stories as they happen every single afternoon and the greatest talking points. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, coming up, more on Newlands Park, where the residents are upset that Three Rivers District Council ain't doing nothing. Now, so your reaction to uh, Andy Burton? He's a, a born again Christian. He's going to be doing a Jericho walk, which I think means he's going to walk around uh, an abortion clinic in Milton, Cle- uh, Milton Keynes. Well, because you guys are murdering kids. Loads of people on Twitter say, don't have this bloke on, I've switched off until he's gone. Well, I think it's important that we have um, people like that on. So we hear what people think. It's interesting to know those opinions are out there. There'll also be women listening at the moment who are contemplating doing something like this, and it would help if you could give them your support, actually, because that... that voice there of, of Andy is the still small dark voice that may be plaguing them at the moment so I think it's worth talking about and I'm sorry it's uncomfortable but that doesn't mean we don't talk about it 08459 455555 Across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio Texas. We've got a few, and it, in fact, there's someone who keeps texting in, but you've not put your name on, so I can't read it out. So if you put your name on, it always helps. Thank you. And um, this one's from Paul. Please, Morning, Paul. Please get him off the radio. Talking absolute rubbish Me? regarding no. Oh, the, uh, the Andy. Okay, right. Talking absolute rubbish regarding abortion as slaughter and regarding abortion of a rape victim is wrong. Do not let let him back on. Ban the idiot. So. Uh, someone, you know, a lot of people expressing that opinion that we shouldn't be talking about it at all. Yeah, get these uh, on uh, Twitter. Why give these religious nutters airtime? Check out uh, the new British humanist organisation. Uh, Ian, please, please, please don't allow this stupid, god-bothering idiot from outside the abortion clinic on radio again, ever. Uh, and Happy says, I just switched you off. I'll be back when he's gone. It, I think it's important to get different opinions, that, you know, that, whether you agree with them or not. I, I think we need to hear them. This is actually happening. Well, it allows you to challenge it, doesn't it? Yep. David S. Hunt um, on Twitter says, The Old Testament is full of slaughter, rape, slavery, genocide and torture. How dare he use the good book, and he puts that in quote marks, as a moral guide. Any more? That's it. OK, thank you very much. 81333, start your text 3CR. Now, a story that we've, uh, we've been featuring quite a lot on this show, and... Um well, it doesn't really seem to be getting anywhere. It's very frustrating. Residents of a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP, Anne Main, have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council over the way their problems are being handled. 
the Lib Den Authority, which refuses to come on this show and would, I think it would speed things up if they would just come on and talk to us, maintains it cannot legally enforce the owners of the Newlands Park site to carry out repairs and prevent them from being threatening and abusive. It says this is primarily a customer service matter that the residents have to work out for themselves. It also uh, accuses Anne Main of playing party politics. Well, I'm a little bit um, nervous because, um, well, Anne Main's on the line. Good morning, Anne. Good morning. You're playing party politics. There's a line at the end of the letter as well which says, whilst I know we're in the run-up to a general election, I still believe it behoves MPs to check their facts properly before seeking the glare of publicity or issuing criticism from on, on high. That's talking about you, Anne. What's your reaction? Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that they're sort of focusing all their irritation and ire on me when actually... There's a group of residents who approached me because they were feeling absolutely cast adrift um, and not feeling anyone was standing up for them. I didn't seek them out. They sought me out. And, and it's, you know, I wish that she felt as angry about, you know, the dealings on this site as she does about me, because I'm pretty angry on behalf of my residents that they're getting such a raw deal. And that's all I care about. I couldn't give a monkey's really about uh, what the leader of the council feels about me politically. That's not my role in life. My role as the MP, when you're the MP, is to speak up for everybody, regardless of how they vote or whether they've even voted at all. This is uh, Anne Shaw, <laughs> who is uh, uh, the, the, the leader of uh, the council, who's, who's uh, Lib Dem leader of the council, who's written uh, uh, this letter. So you're not seeking publicity. Have you checked your facts properly? Um, well, we have, and there's a few things in there she refers to, such as, um, you know, that, that my allegation that she says that there wasn't, isn't the budget to deal with this, she contradicted in some of the emails that I've been given by some of the residents, one of which was um, a housing force north of Mr Jackson, and it says Three Rivers decided not to introduce fee for site licences and site inspections and would be very unlikely to enforce any breach of licence condition by arranging works at the owner's expense. We no longer have a work in default budget available to pay contractors. So, you know, my my saying in, in the debate, you know, that residents have told me that they're often told, sorry, we can't do it, we haven't got any money to do it. Well, that is in the email from Mr Jackson. But you know what? This doesn't get us anywhere by trading emails. Yeah. Uh, you know, she mentioned Torbay Council. I never said they were exactly the same cases. What I'm saying was, unstable vans, um, the council took some action. And I was hoping that Three Rivers would see that as an example where they could take an action that would help my residents. Now, since we've last spoken, Affinity Water has gone round, um, which I'm pleased about, because Mr Jackson, uh, sorry, Mr Golby was also... One of the um, owners of the Site. Yeah, one of the owners of the site had posted up a red water bill telling them they'd all be cut off if they didn't pay this extortionately high water bill. Now, Affinity Water confirms what the residents have been alleging for a considerable period of time is there is a significant water leak on the site and have issued Mr. Jack, uh, Mr. Golby with a, a notice to fix it. So there are problems on this site. And, and, and I know they say there are other means these residents can go to, but you know what? A 93-year-old lady living in a park home isn't going to have the means necessarily to go to legal redress on this and this is why we came to the council to say look if you wanted to take this action there are there are some more levers you could pull i'm not saying they could fix everything and you know the fact that they can get hold of mr golby and i know some of your team chased him up the site mr golby let's get hold of him if he wants to that was me i I was i was i was chasing him (laughs) he drove off very very quickly well i've written to them since mr Gerald, who's Mr. Golby's sister, sister said she might meet with me. 
I have not had a response to that letter several weeks later. I have heard through um, Three Rivers District Council Officer that they've talked to the Golbys and the Golbys no longer wish to have any meetings at all whatsoever. And this is the point, is the Golbys know that Three Rivers Council don't seem to have either the resources, as I've just quoted, or... The, within law, the ability to tackle them, which leaves the residents very, very vulnerable. And, and I would love it if there was somebody who wanted to do some pro bono work and, and get these the rights that these residents deserve. But unfortunately, the Golbys can rub their hands in glee, knowing that there are very, very few things that we can do other than try and shame them into acting like responsible landlords if the council won't use the few measures there are available to them to do something about it. We've written to them as well, haven't we? We have, and, recorded I, and I know, Anne, at one point you were talking about trying to get them round a table, so you, Three Rivers, and the, and the Golbys, Fitzgeralds, and there's, there's another person, isn't there, the third yes. uh, sibling. Um, nothing at all, stonewalled. We've, no, had, we, we've we, had no response from them either. This is what we get. I mean, you know, the, the fact that they display some numbers on the site and that the council officers can get hold of them seems to satisfy the council that there is a communication uh, trail. There isn't. If the Gobies don't want to talk to you, they will not, and they don't want to talk to the residents. And also, we, one of the things we raised was the fact the only means the residents can get to talk to them is through this supposed office, which is not an office because it's just a drop box. And, you know, she does address that in a letter. We, we've raised the fact that there's no opening hours with the uh, owners, and the owners have said it'll happen. Well, there's no, no opening hours on the, on the door even so. So, you know, my argument with all of this is that the council seems to accept the owners' um, words on this matter. And I, I, I'm, I'm really unhappy that they seem to see that somehow the residents are at fault in their relationships with the Golbys. There have been serious allegations of harassment and um, intimidation, and they were made to the council. And the council legal advice said they can go to law over it. It's not something the council would take up themselves. So this is a dreadful, bad, toxic and circle. I would describe it. One as. of your, have I got this right? One of your, one of your uh, thoughts is that because the the families that own this site are travellers, that the council, the Three Rivers District Council, are scared to intervene in case they're seen as being, I don't know, racist or prejudiced or something like that. No, I, I don't allege that. But what I did say, and I know she's pointed out in the letter, I said actually that there's, there are sometimes traveller liaison officers, which there is in um, Hearts County Council, because my constituency covers two county councils. Yeah. But the point I'm making is it seems to be that sometimes if you live in a, in, a, in a mobile home of some sort, there is protection for you as a discriminated minority, and sometimes there isn't. And to me, that's not fair. Um, it seems once you've gone inside a park home, you are vulnerable to poor conditions. If Three Rivers... I mean, they don't want to talk to us. They don't seem to want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to the residents. They, they're, they're happy to take the word of the people that are running the site. But what can, what can be done now? Is this it? Um, well, we'll pick through the responses there and see if there's anything. But unfortunately, the 2013 Caravan Act, which is what I wanted to talk about in that debate, mm. only gives the council extra powers if it wishes to use them, but not extra duties. So as a result, if the council chooses not to use them, then the residents are no more protected than they were before, and all those things that can go on. I mean, in the end, the, the residents don't really have a lot of power, and Mr Golby knows that. Mm. Uh, and... <sighs> It's depressing, I'm still isn't keeping it? at it, is the yeah, only thing I can say. So, so are we, so are we at this end, and we'll, no doubt we'll speak soon. I really appreciate your time on this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Anne Main. Um, you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of her. <laughs>
She's good. She's good. It doesn't the first me- time I've heard of an MP being criticised for stepping in on behalf of yeah, her constituents. I know. She's doing She's doing her job. Most often we hear, oh, my MP won't do anything about this. Didn't even get a letter back. She's stepping in and doing her job, her constituents. And as we spoke to, a lot of the people on that, that um, site, they, don't, they, they didn't vote for Anne Main. They're not, they're not of her party persuasion, you know, but she's still doing the job. A lot of them have been actually quite surprised that someone has taken up their, you yeah. know, pleasantly surprised that Anne Main has stepped in. Oh, dear. 08459 four double five five double five. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there's two lanes closed between Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and 6A for the M25. That's causing tailbacks to Junction 12 for Flittick after two accidents in the same stretch near Hemel Hempstead. That's also causing it to be very slow on the A41 southbound between the Two Waters Road and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And also it's looking very busy on the A5 southbound between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. Elsewhere on the M1 northbound, there's two lanes closed between Junction 6A for the M25 and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. That's causing queues back to Junction 6 for Brickett Wood because of another accident. And further up on the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed on the exit slip road at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, causing some queues there as well. Looking at the A1M southbound towards London, it's queuing between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And elsewhere on the A1 southbound, it's very slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks in place there. And having a look further afield in Milton Keynes, the A5 southbound has a lane blocked uh, between Toaster Road and the Abbey Hill Roundabout. About. No reports of any problems though on the train. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.16. It is uh, Tuesday, the 2nd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. Police say they are dealing with numerous collisions on the M1 in Hertfordshire and a survey by the parenting website Netmum suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it had to happen. <laughs> he, he had no voice yesterday. I knew, I thought he would make it until Wednesday, but no, he didn't. Jonathan, He's lost it. Jonathan Vernon-Smith has lost the voice. Uh, so David Prever's in. Yes. Morning, David. I get to play with the train set. Coming up after uh, nine this morning on the big phone-in. When I was growing up in the 70s, my parents would talk about stranger danger or the flash would be on the school gates, and that was it. Yes, don't go to men offering to it. show you their puppies. And it was, al- it. it was almost a bit comedic. Yeah. It was a bit silly. Now, of course, we know that it's so very different. At nine, I want to hear from you with this question. What can you do to protect your children from paedophiles? It's something that I think about with my own children more, perhaps, than anything else in terms of their own safety and future. This is on the back of the story that a cancer doctor who admitted abusing 18 young boys in his care has been sentenced to 22 years in prison. This is 41-year-old Miles Bradbury. Mm. A cancer doctor mm. in a position of, uh, of trust like no other. What can you do to protect your children from paedophiles? 08459 455 555 after nine. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on, on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> do, do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and, and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Delicious. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great conversation. 
conversations. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think I have. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. 0845 555. Uh, Eric has just called in uh, from St Albans on uh, the Newlands Park we were just talking about with our main. Morning, Eric. Good morning, Ian. What How you? You? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. What would you like to say? Um, thoughts have crossed my mind, bearing in mind that this is site is owned or theoretically owned by travellers. I'm wondering whether the, the ulterior motive is, in actual fact, to intimidate the residents into moving off the site so they can either A, sell the site, or B, make it into a traveller's site. Uh, it, it's an interesting theory, and because the, the people won't talk to us, we kind of have to explore these theories on our own. We do know that some people have moved off or have died, and yeah. those properties uh, are then being rented out for about, it was about three or four times the rent that the original residents were paying. Is that right, Cass? Yeah, and I think one yeah. of the residents did mention that that might be a theory that's going around. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind betting this is what the ulterior motive is. It's a big... Is. How many vans do you reckon are there? Eighty? There were quite a lot. It was quite a big site. It's a big place, yeah. It is, it is quite a big site. If I remember rightly, it's the one that my aunt used to uh, be a resident on before oh. she actually moved. If it's the one I think it is, it's a Bedmond, isn't it? Yes, that's right. It's on Bedmond Road, I yeah, think. on the right-hand side. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one my aunt used to Or the left-hand side if you're coming from the other direction, of course. <laughs> it's a nice right. place, isn't it, Eric? It is. It, I mean, it used to be quite a nice site. Uh, my aunt used to live there. She moved from Garston up onto that site. Um, my aunt's now actually moved out and she bent down to Kent and she's now in Norfolk. But, I mean, when it was there, it was a nice site, well-maintained and everything else. I tell you something that does give us some heart in this story is that they really have banded together as a community. They're look- looking out for each other. Everybody knows everybody else. Yeah. And there is a feeling that they're all working together on this. Yeah. I mean, who sold it to the, uh, the, the supposed travellers? Is anybody's guess on why? Well, no, it, it was uh, their father's, I think, and it's been left yeah. to them. Eric, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone uh, number if you want to give us a call. Texas? We've got some Texas, and they're all about Andy Burton, who we spoke to earlier on. And, and a number of people said that, that he shouldn't be allowed on air. This is the uh, the uh, born-again Christian gentleman who, um, uh, you, you may remember last year, he was part of the 40 Days and 40 Nights campaign, where apparently for 40 Days and 40 Nights, uh, uh, Christian protesters would protest outside an abortion clinic uh, in Milton Keynes. He left them because they were pagans. Yeah, in the course of his studies, he discovered that Catholicism is paganism. Um, so he's now doing, a, I believe it's a solo venture, uh, yes. called, and it's a Jericho walk. Yes, so he's going to walk around in silence seven times, yep. and then... Something else. After the I don't quite know the final, final, the final, uh, finer details, but uh, basically, he wants. He, he, well, if you heard his language, he, he doesn't like abortion. As lots of people don't like abortion. He uses words like murder and slaughter, and he does um, address the women if he's able to, because I think there are rules of, uh, about how close he can get to the clinic. And if a child, the example we use was if a thirteen-year-old child was a victim of incest uh, and was pregnant, would, would that abortion be okay then? Uh, no. Let's have a look at these. Should we have a look at these texts then? Yeah, go on. Andy shouldn't be allowed to speak or preach his anti-abortion rules on the radio. No doubt, it's upset a few women today, says Mick, and and men actually. Yeah. Well, uh, do you know what? Yes, he should. 
I, he got to the very, very boundary of the language that was acceptable. And do you know what? Maybe I, I, I should have reeled, back, reeled him back on some of his language for this time of the morning with young ears listening. So if, if that was offensive, I apologise. But I thought it was important we heard his message. But maybe I should have curbed his language a bit. Tony said, did Andy say that there are millions of repeat abortions a week? No, what he suggested was that they spend a million pounds on repeat abortions or something. Yep, that was his yep. stat that he'd read well, in the local he, paper. He claims to have looked up the stats, so that's... Um, you well, know. Tony's... Uh, it's not washing with him. He says, this man is a... He's cruel and heartless. He has no idea how hard it is for some women to come to terms with themselves to carry out a termination. Andy, really born again, says Tony. Um, Lisa in Leighton Buzzard says, uh, the last thing a woman needs in this situation is some random preaching to them. I'm not sure any man can really have any idea of what it means to be pregnant and to have a, to make a decision as to whether that pregnancy continues. That's from Lisa in Leighton Buzzard. And this from Robbie in Watford. He says, as a Christian, I'd like to put a marker down that your previous caller about to start a Jericho walk outside an abortion clinic does not, has not, and will never represent the views of me or other Christians like me. But then, uh, you know, there are uh, a lot of Christians, non-Christians as well, but just focus on the Christians for a minute, um, who are very anti-abortion. The, uh, uh, the the right to lifers is a big campaign in the States, of course, where these these protests, I think, are far more common. And it's a hugely divisive issue in the States. And, and within the church here, I mean, this is what Robbie's saying. He says, I live my life trying to exemplify Jesus' teaching of love, compassion, kindness and understanding. When Jesus met the woman at the well, he didn't rebuke her, he talked to her and loved her. If your caller wants to help these ladies who choose to have abortions, he should stay away, understand their difficult situations and pray that in all of this they find a place where they can find peace. It's an awful situation for all involved and they need love and support, not condemnation. Here's the thing. Didn't we do this on the show the other week? Isn't the abortion limit 24 weeks? Is that yes. right? Yes. Didn't we do a story from a woman who'd had a baby yes. at 21... Three weeks 23 weeks. Yeah. And the baby'd survived. You know, he's been very poorly. He's had to have a lot of transfusions and operations, but he's survived. So is there, I mean, not many people have abortions at 23, 24 weeks, but, uh, but, 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 but then does that not add some credence to Andy's argument that it's murder? If a baby can survive at that point, then uh, I don't know. I don't know. And also, There's I, an I, element of blame in there, though, that sits very uncomfortably with a lot of people, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Part of me, oh, I'm going to say this, yeah, I'm going to say it. Let's, let's put all our chips on the table. Part of me respects Andy for um, he believes in that really strongly okay and he knows that that is not a popular line to take and he knows that people will be angry with him and he knows he'll be ridiculed for it yet he's still standing up and saying that's what he believes in but there are ways of changing things if he wants to change them go through legislation don't make it personal don't go up to women as they're going into a clinic really I mean is that the time that you're going to I just, I think it's wrong. Um, Anne in St Albans says, abortion. While I found this man on the extreme side, it's a fact that the collection of cells being exterminated would not have become an elephant, a cat or a tree. It's a human being. As I couldn't contemplate killing my terminally ill granny because it's murder, I couldn't have an abortion as to me, that too is murder. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Steve's in Dunstable. Morning, Steve. Morning. You still listening? <laughs> yeah. I thought I you hated like... this show. I don't hate. I don't hate the show. It's just you I dislike. You. Hey. Honest. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. So what are you? If you don't like me, what are you listening for? It can't be Kath and Kells. <laughs> of course it is. You're laughing like an evil maniac that's about to blow up the world, which you probably well, are. I don't, I don't see what you're not far from it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh blimey! Anyway, I hope, this, I hope this bit of radio never gets played as evidence in court. 
anyway, you can't you can't get prosecuted for a, a radio talking on the radio. Well, it depends what you go and do after this. <laughs> he said, but but why didn't you? He said he was going to blow up the world. Why didn't you try and stop him? Yeah, I know all that malava. <laughs> yeah, all that malava. Anyway, Steve, what would you like to oh, say? On the abortion issue, surely we should have a, a better sex education at school and really hammer it home about people well, in relationships. That's an inappropriate phrase, but yes. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's, you know, it's a serious responsibility. You only met yep. with a couple getting together and Lana, you don't go, oh, well, well, we, you know, she's pregnant, oh, we don't want it now because we can't afford it or yeah. for this and that. I mean, it I, seems I a lot of people have abortions... It's just, I'm not going to win, but they're not as really serious as they might think they are. Well, what it's you, more of a mount. Well, I, I, I um, yeah, I, hey, listen, I'm, I'm up for more uh, age-appropriate sex education in school. Who wouldn't be? Uh, but I, 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 I think it's such a tiny percentage of women that have abortions, you know, just just for, oh, I'm going to have an abortion. I, I'm pregnant. Oh, damn, no, I'm pregnant. No, I'm not saying it's not like, not, not, not in that context. Obviously, they've got issues in their lives that we don't know about. I mean... No, then they we're not in that situation. But I suppose there's a small, there's a small percentage that seriously do need to have it for whatever reason, for the baby's health, the woman's health, or for whatever other reason, how, how they got pregnant, another issue. But I should imagine the majority of them maybe could just go through without having an abortion, to be honest. But that's up to them, isn't it? But By having better I'll, sex education. Well, yeah, it should be drilled into them. Again, we can get just... with the choice of phrase, Steve. That's the problem. <laughs> Steve, listen, we've got to move on. Uh, I, I always um, have to have a reality check when I find myself agreeing with you. But I do on this one. Of course, really, more. All these people, oh, no, it's not, it's not up to the school to educate kids about sex. Sorry, of course it is. Most parents aren't up to the job in educating their children about sex. And of course, you make it age-appropriate. I'm not saying at the age of seven, you go in and you, you, you show them all the ins and outs. Again, another inappropriate choice of phrase. But of course there should be better sex education at school. And it, it always um, surprises me when parents come out and say, well, I don't want my kids, I don't want my kids being taught that stuff. I'll teach them. Well, you know what? You might, but a lot of parents won't, can't, are too embarrassed, won't for religious reasons, won't for intellectual reasons, won't for... Emo- I-, I would be more than happy for uh, my boys to be taught sex education at school, as well as stuff that we teach them at school, which we kind of, you know, they're four and two, but if they ask questions, we give them an age-appropriate answer. Yeah, yeah I know exactly what you mean. And Where do babies come from? You find them in a bush at the back of the garden. <laughs> stuff like that. What's, what's, what's your willy for? It's for having a wee-wee. Stuff like that, you know. Intelligent conversation. Thank goodness for schools, eh? <laughs> but see, you, 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 there will be people listening. I don't want a, I don't want a school teacher. It's not my teacher telling my kids out where babies come from. Why not? What's the problem? You're you will have already told them, won't you? Won't you? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still problems on the M1. Towards London, there are two lanes closed between Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and Junction 6A for the M25, with tailbacks to Junction 12 for Flittick. It's after two accidents in the same stretch near Hemel Hempstead, so that's causing queues in Hemel Hempstead on the A41 southbound. It's very heavy between Two Waters Road and the M25 Junction 20 at Kings Langley. And in Dunstable on the A5 southbound, it's also very slow there between the A505 at Dunstable and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. Elsewhere on the M1 northbound, there's two lanes closed between Junction 7 
6A for the M25 and 7 Pamela Hempstead because of another accident and that's causing queues from Junction 6 for North Watford as well. And on the M25 clockwise there's two lanes closed between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and Junction 21 for the M1. That's causing queues from Junction 18 for Chorleywood at the moment. On the M40 into London it's uh, queuing from the Denham roundabout towards the M25. It's very heavy around there and in Stoke Goldington it's very slow in both directions on the B526. It's partially blocked because of an accident between Towning Crescent at Stoke Goldington and the Havisham turnoff at Gayhurst. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. A, a tweet from Usman. Uh, I'm slightly suspicious of Usman's Twitter feed, as all he seems to do is, is, is tweet me and Jonathan Vernon Smith. But let's take it uh, 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 for genuine. World is definitely coming to an end where people don't think getting rid of a baby is equal to killing. 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. Police say they're dealing with numerous collisions on the M1 in Hertfordshire. They say the collisions have been on both the north and southbound carriageways between junctions 7 and 6. And a survey by the parenting website Netmums suggests only around a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons travel to fellow League One promotion hopeful Sheffield United this evening. Victory for the Dons would move them up to third. Manager Cole Robinson will again rotate strikers Will Grigg and Benica Phoebe, despite a Phoebe's hat trick on Saturday, taking him to 18 for the season. I want to keep them both happy. Um, I've been criticised in, in recent years for only having one striker. Um, now when I get two strikers and rotate them and they're both scoring, everyone's still looking for more. Um, I, I, I don't know what people want me to do because every time I keep the two players happy, uh, two players have got 25 goals. The, the, it's working. And you can hear full commentary on MK Dons at Sheffield United on tonight's Three Counties Sport from 7 o'clock. There are also six Premier League matches tonight, including Manchester United versus Stoke and Liverpool away to Leicester. Meanwhile, Liverpool have told the BBC they'll be speaking to Mario Balotelli after the striker posted an image online last night containing words of an anti-Semitic nature. The FA are also investigating. In non-league football, there are FA Trophy replays for Bedford Town at Western Supermare and St Albans at in the Southern League Premier, Arlsey hosts Chesham. Biggleswade are at home to Hitchin. Bedford's Olympic canoe slalom champion Etienne Stott has been named in next year's elite squad ahead of the 2016 Olympics in Rio. It's the first step towards defending his C2 title in Brazil. You know, I have been a little bit out of the scene, but you know my new crewmate, the new partnership that we've got with Mark Proctor, that's you know started really, really well. And you know, thankfully, they've seen the you know the merit behind it. Hopefully, and, and you know they're backing it to uh, you know to go as far as we can. And Buckinghamshire driver Mark Webber says the angle of impact during a crash in the World Endurance Championship saved him from a more serious injury. The former Milton Keynes Red Bull driver spent the night in hospital after the accident in Brazil on Sunday. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea to bring 
children from all places with all kinds of faces together into a sailing ship there were 40 boys and girls they would sail their ship around the globe so they called it the united world the ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down the waves were big as mountains they found they would surely drown they jumped A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost Everybody's switching off. Kelly, are my ears bleeding? Wow. You didn't know I could actually sing opera? I still don't. Sorry? Mm-hmm. I've got some texts. I want to do some more singing. I've no, just given uh, me such a head some... rush. It's like the old days. Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. 555. Lots of texts. Not many phone calls this morning, guys. Oh, here's, one. here's one. There we go. Beautiful. Go on, what text is Liam in Bletchley. The reason I listen to your programme is that it allows people to express contrasting views on things. If a guy wants to talk about... Um, being in a building in Milton Keynes in the wind and rain protesting against the practice of abortion then that's up to him. I was brought up a Catholic and object to being labelled a pagan although I have no objection to people's beliefs and their entitlement to express them. Well it's funny I had yesterday we had um, Tony on was it yesterday's show and Tony um, We had two Tonys Tony that we we, we tweeted, we put out as an audio boo, who was disputing that that, um, what exactly the definition of child abuse and that if you're a 12-year-old kid and you've just been touched up, well, is that really a traumatic experience? And if you're too young to understand what's happening, how can you be traumatised? So we posted that on on Twitter and on my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee. Uh, and uh, the, the gentleman called Nick Vinehills complained about that on my Facebook page. Really? BBC Radio 3 CRS. Okay. If what, if what he said was that bad, you wouldn't have asked him to phone in. What? All this is just politically glorifying child sex abuse scandals, which is what the BBC and the political class have been doing ever since the Jimmy Savile child abuse allegations, capital, came out. And lo and behold, it's worked. People phoning in and writing on here spitting blood. Why don't you discuss the real social causes of child sex abuse and how it's linked with the class system, or wouldn't that be too fo- or wouldn't that be too radio phone in friendly? What does he mean? No, I'm not a paedophile or in any way a defender of child abuses. If you think that um, child abuse is to do with class, wow, you are so far out of touch. Nick, you are so far... It's a classless 
Uh, it, it, it's a classless, I don't want to call it a crime, it's a classless crime, so it nothing to do with do class. Know, that's a Victorian perception. That was a theory in the Victorian times that the lower classes didn't know any better. Is, well, that, is that what he's suggesting? He, no, or he's suggesting the people? upper classes. He's right. suggesting it's the upper classes. But hang on, Nick. First of all, we're not, we're not politically glorifying it. I think it's important that we talk about it. Uh, secondly, Jimmy Savile child abuse allegations. Really? Um, and how it's linked with the class system. It's got nothing to do with class. People of, of working class and the aristocracy abuse children. It's got nothing to do with class. It, may be, it might be easy. Well, we're hearing it's got nothing to do with class. We're hearing, you know, the stories of, of potentially MPs linked with it. Then we heard of a load of cab drivers in, uh, in, in Rotherham or wherever it was. You know, and now there's talk of it being happening in Manchester. And I don't understand... I don't understand why he's getting so angry about that when all we were suggesting was that child sex abuse is wrong and that people who are victims of it, survivors of it, are not to blame. Yeah. Why, why so angry? Anyway, that's another person expressing that they're saying that we shouldn't have certain things on the show. Have we got any more texts yeah, about um, uh, Andy and the abortion? We'll uh, go to Nick Tony in a said, if Andy got his way and abortion was stopped, what would happen to all the unwanted children? Is Andy going oh. to care for all the children he's saved? If you're fighting for a cause, then you need to look at the end game. Uh, by the way, I love people like Andy and uh, others on the radio. It makes it hot. Says Tony. The fact I think he okay. means the debate. I hope that's yeah. what he means. Um, that, well, the, the argument doesn't necessarily stand up to scrutiny. Just, just uh, first of all, there are loads of childless couples that, that would want kids. Secondly, just because something is an inconvenience, that's not a reason to to get rid of it. Mm. So here's another one, Chris in Milton Keynes. Two points I'd like to make. Firstly, from listening to your show regularly these days, since Chris Moyles is no longer doing radio. Hey, thank you. I believe I'm probably one of the most left-wing listeners to your show. Wow. I can't see myself ever voting Tory. However, if Anne Main were my MP, I would find myself in a difficult position between <laughs> choosing to well, hang on, choosing to vote for a party who I believe is a malevolent force in the country, and choosing to vote for an MP who clearly takes her job in looking after her constituents extremely seriously. Secondly, as far as the Christian extreme Extremist is concerned. I think he's talking about Andy Burton. Yeah. He is exactly that, extreme. Has it never occurred to him that a woman should have the right to choose what happens to her own body? Has it also never occurred to him that if he legalised abortion, if legalised abortions were abolished, untrained and dangerous abortion practitioners would make a mint, putting some of the most vulnerable women at risk of their lives? That's from Chris and Monkey. Nicholas in Sheffield. Good morning, Nicola. Good morning. What would you like to say? Uh, do you know, I've been listening for the last half an hour and no one's rung in and said women have choice. I told, I've had two in my past. I'm in my 40s. I was 17 the first time um, and in my late 20s the second. And I think it's entirely up to the, the, the young woman. Um, who knows what people are going through? You know, it is absolute choice. Can I ask, what was... Yeah. Um, uh, and if I ask anything that's inappropriate, tell me to jog on. Yeah. Can I, OK, the <laughs> question is, why did you have the abortions? Right, so I was 17 the first time. I was too young. I knew I was too young. It's not what I wanted. Yep, should have taken precautions. Yep, learnt a lot over the years. It was just one of those things. Um, I had my son after that, and um, when I was pregnant with my son, I realised, you know, actually, this is what I wanted. This, This was fine. And then sort of in my 20s, when it happened again, I didn't want to. I didn't want it at that time, and you know, not everyone would agree with that. And that how difficult a decision was it to make? And what was going through your head when you went to have those abortions? 
The first time, it wasn't difficult. I was young. I wanted my life. I wanted to get on with stuff. I didn't want a child. Yeah. The second time was harder because it was to do with the relationship. It was the place that I was at, actually, at that time in my life. Um, so it was difficult. However, I don't regret making that decision. If you'd have gone to the clinic or the hospital or wherever and there was uh, uh, someone like Andy who was stood outside handing out leaflets and, and, and you know, saying that you're about to commit a murder, what, how would that have affected you? I probably would have spoken to him. Really? Me, me being me, I probably would have spoken to him. Oh. I said, you have the choice to say whatever you want to say, but probably not, this isn't probably the right place for you. <laughs> um, I would have been quite straight up like that. But I could see how that could affect someone. Mm. Um, Not necessarily put them off, but make them feel bad, bad about themselves. And I don't think you should feel bad. It's, you know, I I hear all sides to the story and all reasons pro and against, um, but it always comes down to choice. And if that option is there, then I think that people should take it. Nicola, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. It's interesting. She said that at seventeen, it was kind of it was it was a comparatively easy uh, decision to make. I don't think that's true of all seventeens. I know someone who was a teenager who had an abortion, and um, it, it still haunts her today. You know, you kind of do the maths and think, wow. Um, I don't regret having Andy on in the slightest, and I'd have him on again. You know. Uh, to, to, I, I do think it's important to hear these uh, alternative points of view and uh, that we may not necessarily agree with. It's like, it's like when, um, do you remember the BMP? What was his name? Griffin. Yeah, Nick Griffin. Nick Griffin. Do you remember? He's got the, he got the sack from the BMP, didn't he? Uh, do you remember when he was on Newsnight? Look, uh, question time. And there was a big furore about having him on question time. Oh, it's disgusting. Disgusting that he's on. I thought it was the best thing that they could have done. We needed to uh, needed to hear what he had to say and his, his views had to be challenged. Sometimes you have to shine a light into the shadows because otherwise these it's not stopping them from holding these views or from disseminating these views. It just means that they can't be challenged. What have the shadows done to you? What's <laughs> Hank Marvin ever done? Oh, don't talk to me about Hank Marvin. <laughs> Did he break your heart? Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. I want to... Uh, there's some tweets that it would be really inappropriate to go to now, but they're quite funny, but it would probably be... Um, Vaguely inappropriate, so maybe I'll go to those uh, a little bit uh, later on, I think. I think you know what they're about. Uh, we've got some other tweets here, uh, some uh, texts here. One from George in Ellsbury. You know you're talking about age-appropriate age sex education. Oh, yeah, yeah. How could anyone object to that? George in Ellsbury said, when I was at school, we got taught a load of rubbish which could can't be used in everyday life. Yeah, we had sex ed, but it was bog standard and not actually that informative. School should teach students things, what they can learn in everyday life, not a load of rubbish. I got taught, I remember my mum gave me a book, like a really old 70s sort of pamphlet to read. Oh, thanks, Mum. And the, from what I can remember from the sex education, girls got separated and they went off and learned about periods and stuff. They came back giggling. And boys, we, we sat in a room and it was like, it lasted for about 12 weeks. And all I remember is that really medical drawing of a penis. You know the really medical... The cross-section. Yeah. I, I, and, and this is what... The, I, OK. And then the, the, the cross-section of a woman's body. So these are the... This is the womb. These are the... All of that stuff, which means nothing. It means nothing. And I think we finished 
12 weeks, it was a term. I think we finished after about weeks three or four. So we were allowed to bring in videos. So we would watch, um, like, The Meaning of Life and, and Monty Python that we taped that Saturday night. We'd watch that. We'd watch that. Quite filthy videos. And no one... Ta- Here's the thing. No one at school taught me how to put on a condom... They didn't do the banana thing. They didn't do the banana. No one told me how to put a condom on. We're, we're 14, 15 year old lads. Do you know what was barely, I was going to say touched upon, what was barely touched upon in those lessons? Yeah. Feelings. The feelings that go with all this stuff. Yeah. Yep. How you might feel pressure. Yep. How you should feel about, you know, um, having a bit of pride in yourself yep. and, 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 you know, not feeling compelled to do something because everyone. None of that was really. Yeah. You know. I'd like to think it's better now. I'm not sure if it is. I've got a nasty feeling it's still mum's or dad's job and, you know, not everyone's up to it. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there's two lanes closed between Junction 7 for Hemmer Hempstead and Junction 6A for the M25. Those queues are reaching Junction 12 for Flittick at the moment after two accidents. And on the M1 northbound, it's queuing from Junction 6 for North Wat- from North Waterford to Junction 6A for the M25 after an accident and a fuel spillage there. Having a look at the M25 clockwise, there are long delays from Junction 18 for Chorleywood to Junction 21 for the M1 after an accident. And the M40 northbound is queuing from the A40 down and roundabout to the M25 and coming off there heading towards the M25 it's looking very busy at the moment elsewhere in Stoke Goldington on the B526 that's partially blocked in both directions because of an accident involving four vehicles between Town End Crescent and the Havisham Turnoff Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much 8.47 or thereabouts uh, it's Tuesday, the 2nd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire and their local MP have reacted angrily to a response from Three Rivers District Council in their ongoing dispute. People say they're dealing with numerous collisions on the M1 in Hertfordshire. And a survey by the parenting website Netmums suggests only a third of primary schools still put on a traditional nativity play. Coming up, we'll speak to Justin Dealey, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather BBC Three Counties Radio A rather overcast day across all three counties. We've had some outbreaks of rain. They're going to continue, but they're fairly fragmented, just light, patchy rain, really. But the cloud will continue. The temperature outside at the moment, ranging between 6 and 7 Celsius. It's not going to get too much warmer by the end of the afternoon. We're looking at 8 Celsius as a maximum. We will start to notice the brisk northeasterly wind, though. That's going to take the edge off. The temperature is going to feel quite raw as we head through the day. Overnight tonight, the cloud will gradually start to move south and eastwards. Behind it, we're going to get clearing skies. So parts of Buckinghamshire, Hertfordshire um, and perhaps some of Bevshire as well. We'll start to see clearance on that and we will get a touch of frost as the temperature drops down to around two or three Celsius. So for tomorrow morning a chilly start but some sunshine or some sunny spells. The cloud will increase through the afternoon. We may see a spot or two of rain. The maximum temperature tomorrow just nine Celsius and that's your forecast. Your world. It's full of the things that are important to you. The main reason the hospital's full to bursting is that so many more of us are living longer, getting more poorly, suffering complex problems and taking longer here to recover. From what's plain to see to what's beneath the surface. Now this is one area which has been highlighted as being a drug hotspot. And it wasn't the more you know about your world 
the closer you feel to it. There's a commercial oven and a table that have drifted past us on the water. They've come out of the ruptured cafe down here. At the Your local news matters on BBC Local Radio, TV and online. Damn you commercial ovens floating away. Wow! Oh. What, I was having a stretch? Great stretch. Have another stretch if you feel tense. I'm fine. I feel tense. Do you want a little massage, Kath? You can back off, and you can back off. Giza! Morning, boss! If you could see what I could see when I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> beautiful. Lovely stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. What's the weather like out there, Just? Well, do you know what? Go I've on. been out this morning, and I have destroyed a BBC umbrella. No, not on purpose, Wowzers. but uh, it's very, very windy, and it was... The rain's kind of stopped now, but early it was that horrible oh. rain which just beautiful. hangs in the air. It's not chucking it down. No. Stop teasing me. If you're gonna, If you're going to rain... Rain. Don't come up with this kind of light, horrible stuff. Drizzle. Was it a drizzle or a mizzle? It was a drizzle, but it was quite a heavy drizzle. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. I, there is nothing better than standing out in the back garden while it's like torrential rain, <laughs> completely <laughs> naked, and letting God wash your body and wash your yes, sins away. It rain. is marvellous. Mm, good for you. Beautiful. Hey, Just. Mm. So I'm going to get a personal trainer. Really? <laughs> yeah. So why are you laughing at that, Kelly? Uh, are you actually? Yeah, I've emailed her two days ago. She's not replied. Um, Hopefully she won't. What about Dad's fit? No. No. Uh, but I need to get trainers. Now, I was trying to get trainers yesterday, and I don't know what, I don't know what trainers are in. I don't know what I hip. I don't want to spend more than £65. Yeah. And I was on the phone to Catherine while I was in the trainer shop, <laughs> and she was talking me through it. And then she said, she said, just go and ask the man. Go and ask the man. I went, no, abort, abort, walk out. <laughs> Evacuating. My advice was get some that give you support and don't go for the Kanye West ones. That's mm. just fashion. You don't want pub shoes. You want supportive sports shoes. I do well want support. Well, sorry. Well said. Yeah. Well, it's a good point. Well made. It was. I, I just don't know. How, I don't know how to buy trainers for fitness. Mm. Obviously, I can buy cool trainers, Dunlops. Uh, yeah. But for fitness, <laughs> green flash. Yeah. I don't know what to buy. You see, my problem is I go down the Kanye West route. Yeah. So when I go to the gym, mm. I've got some very cool trainers, and they don't really work down the gym. No. My advice to you would be to go for Asics. Okay. Other brands available, but uh, that's what, a good brand what, to wear they, for running what, what shoes. They, what are they called? Asics? Is that Asics? Or Asics? I think it's Asics. Okay. It's like Asics. Basics without a B. Hmm. They're quite good, apparently. Asics. I know, I know a lot of people down the gym who wear those trainers. I look like a plum in my Kanye West, but I don't Asics. really care. Would you never consider a new balance? <laughs> a new balance? Yeah, why not? MB. Okay, well, I'm going to be fit. See how long that lasts for. Yeah, totally. Well, she, she may not reply to me, in which case it's, it's over. Well, you've been offered no, a free fitness class. No, I'm not no, going to do that. Free. Yeah, from Daz Fit. I'm not going to Daz Fit. Why? Because it's not near where I live, and nice. because he sounds like a really nasty piece of work. <laughs> With <laughs> his ray We could do exercises between six and seven to the music. Kath could do stretches. Butt clenches, squats. You're going to do... All right, let's just move on. Uh, 08459 Last uh, ten minutes of the show if you want to give us a call. Also the number if you want to give uh, uh, David a call, who's sitting in for no voice, uh, Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Justin, uh, we're sending you out on a, on a, a tough one here. We spoke mm. to Andy Burton earlier on, yep. who is a Christian campaigner. 
who uh, campaigned last year. Um, I think you went and spoke to him, didn't you, last year? I did. Year? He had this uh, 40 days and 40 nights protest. Yep. And, of course, he told us we will definitely be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, uh, we turned up at 6 o'clock in the morning one day, and uh, there was nobody there until 7 o'clock. So he was perfectly happy to come on your programme and say, nope, there will definitely be people there at all times of the day and night. Uh, for him, we caught him out. That didn't quite happen, of course. From what I remember, it was him and a couple of nuns, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, he had various people, if you like, on a rotor, believe it or not, to, to stand outside the clinic. And it caused, you know, from what I saw uh, and my memories of going there and talking to people, it caused a, a lot of distress because people were going inside that clinic and they were being approached by people with placards and people reading the Bible to them. Well, you've taken this to the streets, Justin. What have you asked people? Well, I've been asking people, you know, is, is it right for somebody like Andy Burton to be outside an abortion clinic? Yes, there's going to be no placards this time, but he, he said to you he will be approaching women as they enter the clinic. I've been asking people, is that right? Every lady I spoke to said this was wrong, but we've got um, an interesting story coming up here from one lady who doesn't want to be named. Um, she told me her thoughts on, on what Andy Burton's planning to do, and also some stories about some of her friends. Take a listen to this. Well, I think he's wrong. I think it's up to the individual. It, the woman is the one with the child inside her. Uh, there'll be various reasons why she wants an abortion. You know, she could have been raped, could have been anything. So, yeah, I think... Um, no, I think it's not a man's place to protest outside an abortion clinic. Do you know anybody who's had an abortion? Yes. Yes, I do. Again, I'm asking some really personal questions now, but why did they have an abortion? Well, that's why I mentioned rape. I do know someone that had an abortion because they were raped, and the, the baby, unfortunately, was the product of the rape. So, you know, in a circumstance... I, I know other women that have had abortions as well for mm. reasons... They were, like, very old when they had a baby. They didn't think they could get pregnant anymore. I know young girls that have had abortions because various reasons. And, you know, I'm not for it. I think contraception is always the answer. But if someone logically knows that they cannot afford to have this baby, they cannot give the child the upbringing it deserves, mm. then... I'm all for it. I mean, Andy Burton, who we had on the show, was saying even if a lady was raped, and yeah. we're getting into, again, quite some yeah, graphic very, detail yeah. here, but, but even if a lady was raped, he still doesn't believe in abortion. Mm. I'm sure that you've seen your friend go through absolute yeah. hell, and that was the only thing that, that she could do. It was. I mean, she could have given it up for adoption. Obviously, there is that um, you know, avenue she could have gone down, but I, the lady's got to carry that for nine months, mm. a victim of a rape. I think her head would go absolutely Absolutely, you know, and also if she did carry it for nine months and actually loved the child, it's still an everyday reminder of what occurred, and then she'd have to explain to the child who the father was. It's and not how do you think, just lastly, how do you think your friend would have, would have reacted if she was going into an abortion clinic? and a man was outside saying, mm. don't have an abortion. How do you think she might have reacted to that? To be honest, I think she probably would have told him why. I think she would have lost the plot and told him why she was having the abortion, do you know what I mean? Because, I, I don't know, some people, I don't think, take that into consideration. Sadly, abortion's just thought that people, oh, you know, I've got pregnant, I'll go and get rid of it. And I know there are a few people that do do that, and it is wrong, but sadly, it's not always the case. You know, abortion is there for a reason, and sometimes it's for a good reason. Interesting stuff.
cracking uh, piece, Justin. Thank you for that. No, I just think, you know, with Andy and what he, he, every single person has got beliefs. And I think it's fine to, to, to believe in what you want to believe in. But I think it's another thing to be standing outside an abortion clinic and trying to convince vulnerable women not to have an abortion. I saw the stress that caused last year. And again, with his latest protest, that again will cause further stress. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Excellent. It was good, that, wasn't it? He's good, isn't he, Justin? He's a valuable asset. Also to, uh, shows that lots of people have got stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I think that most people, will, if they don't have their own story, will will have a friend who does have yeah. a story. Yeah. We've got any texts? Yeah, we're, we're kind of winding down before David takes over at nine. Janet says certainly the abortion limit should be under three months, but it should still be the woman who makes the choice, especially in the case of rape or incest. We've also got um, this one through um, Stuart says with regards to your caller. I can't remember her name. She said her chance. It was her choice to have an abortion, and that was what mattered yeah surely the choice is to get pregnant or not if you don't use adequate means to stop getting pregnant what do you expect to happen says Stuart don't always work though does it no. it doesn't always work that's the uh, uh, Jeremy Carr says you should put something on the end of it yes of, of, uh, uh, of course but it doesn't always work AD from Luton says abortion should be based on merit I don't know what that means well before you can have before you can have pregnant, you have sex. If you're from age 18, you know having sex may lead to pregnant. Why will NHS pay for personal ignorance to claim insurance you'll need to prove it on merit? I've got no idea what that means. <laughs> no. I think the odd missing letters and words there, even, they, if they'd been added, it still would have been a confusing thing. Thank you, AD, but I mean... I think they're saying that if you, um, if you don't take care of yourself to prevent it, then yeah. you shouldn't be allowed to have an abortion. Uh, I think that's what it means. Yeah, Is that right? yeah. Ah, oh dear. Isn't there a lot of uh, hatred in the world? <laughs> really, there really is. A lot of finger-pointing at um, vulnerable people. Who don't need to be made to feel any more ashamed than they already do. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. OK, well, I, I, we, we kind of... Anything else or are we, uh, are we done for now? We got some. I, I can't go back to what you what parents called your um, privates. No, I can't really. Oh, oh, do you know what I can? Because it's the kind of show where we can do that. And I think if anybody's offended, then uh, I've, I've been looking at this one from uh, from Kate all morning, and it's just not been the appropriate moment to say it. So, so it's still not. Let's do it anyway. It's still not. We might as well. Let's try and end on uh, my mum. <laughs> Kate says, my mum used to call Lady Bits a Yankee Doodle. Wow. I was very confused when I heard the nursery rhyme. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, there are severe delays from Junction 12 for Flitwick to Junction 6A for the M25 after two accidents in the same stretch. And also on the M1 northbound, it's queuing from Junction 6 for North Watford to Junction 6A for the M25 after an accident and a fuel spillage there. On the M25 clockwise, there are severe delays from Junction 18 for Chorleywood to Junction 21 for the M1. And in Stevenage on Gravely Road, it's closed at the junction for the A1M, Junction 18 for Stevenage. That's causing queues on Hitchin Road to the Lister Hospital roundabout. In Stoke Goldington, the B526 is closed in both directions between Town and Crescent at Stoke Goldington and the Havisham turn-off at Gayhurst. And on the trains, Great Northern have 50-minute delays between Hartford North and Alexandra Palace because of a signalling problem. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Samantha. Thank you, everyone who called it. Hey, nice jacket, Kath. Like that. There, well done. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Kelly Betts. Don't forget you can download the podcast from iTunes. Until tomorrow at six from all of us. Ta-ta. 
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's nine o'clock, it's the JBS show and get well soon. Jonathan Vernon Smith, I'm David Freeber. At nine, it's the big phone-in. And I want to hear from you. What can you do to protect your children from paedophiles?